Psych, this shit was going up way before the invasion. Now, how does that work? Really, I'm baffled. Sick of being treated like a stupid blind asshole. Next thing I know, I'm gonna turn on CNN and they'll be trying to sell everybody. Rupert, our young editor. How do you do, Rupert? How do you do? Sit down. And what's that you're reading? Karl Marx. Surely you're not a communist. Do I have to be a communist to read Karl Marx? Rupert. That's a valid answer. Well, if you're not a communist, what are you? Nothing. Nothing? I dislike all forms of government. Somebody must rule. And I don't like the word rule. Well, if we don't like the word rule, let's call it leadership. Leadership in government is political power. And political power is an official form of antagonizing the people. What magazine did you say he edits? A commentary on current events. <laughs> Pardon me, Lester. But, uh, my dear young man, politics are necessary. Politics are rules imposed upon the people. <laughs> In this country, rules are not imposed. They are the wish of all free citizens. Travel around a bit, then you'll see how free they are. Yes, but you didn't let me finish. They have every man in a straitjacket. And without a passport, he can't move a toe. But if you'll allow me to... In a free world, they violate the natural rights of every citizen. But you don't let me... Will you? They have become the weapons of political despots. Yes, but may and I... And if you don't think as they think, you're deprived of your passport. Will you allow me to... To leave a country is like breaking out of jail. Yes, And but... to enter a country is like going through the eye of a needle. But will... Am I free to travel? Of course you're free to travel. Only with a passport. Will you allow me to say something? Only with a passport. Do animals need passports? <laughs> have you finished? It's in Congress that in this atomic age of speed, we are shut in and shut out by passports. If you'll shut up and let somebody else talk... And free speech, does that exist? No, you've got it all. And free enterprise. We were talking of passports. Today it's all monopoly. All right. Now will you Can I go me? into the automobile business and compete with the auto trust? If I can get in a word... Not a chance. Can I go into the grocery business and compete with the chain stores? Will you shut up? Not a chance. Monopoly is the menace of free enterprise. As I look back 60 years ago... Where were you 60 years ago? He was a glint in his great-grandfather's eye. Very well now. Have you finished? Now let me say something. Let me tell you how wrong you are. In the first place, <laughs> in the first place, now I've forgotten what I wanted to say. Well, welcome everyone to the Tory Says Show. Today, I, uh, first of all, let me say, I apologize for my extended absence, but I've been working on some things, as you all know, and it has been extremely um, hard to balance everything. Uh, and again, next week, for those of you that know, um, I, I think it's the 26th through the 20 th through the 30th, I'll be traveling because I'll be testifying um, at certain state senates um, in regards to our elections. So after having said that, I have missed all of you. I hope you have been busy, as always. Um, doing what is needed and as you all know every year i have a show on constitution day and uh, i'm very excited today to have uh, someone that uh, has one of the most majestic minds that i have observed and i think um speaking of history uh as i have said and many others have said many many times 
history repeats itself and it's usually because we do not learn from it and um you know evil is not creative therefore cannot generate uh, any other things. So I have just activated all the platforms that I am able to stream on. And uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Dr. Jan Halper. Dr. Jan, um, let me see if I can get this on. I, it's my pleasure to be with you. Let me make sure I have you on. There you go. Dr. Jan, welcome to the Tory Says Show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you taking time out of your extremely busy schedule um, on Constitution Day, which is one of my most favorite holidays. And, um, and you know, uh, we had kind of discussed talking about 1871. So I thought I would kind of just, um, there were so many things going on during that year. I think it's um, really important we revisit history. Um, and I think uh, the, all my uh, listeners would love to hear uh, your statements, because you have had interviews on multiple platforms, both mainstream and podcast, where, you know, we discuss, where, where you discuss history uh, and uh, draw uh, the, 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 the present. I mean, without our history and the present, we don't have a future, right? The, the, the past actually is a reflection, uh, or I would say, what is it called? Foreshadowing of the future. So, um, I would like you to just say a few things to everyone, and then I guess we can delve into 1871. Well, I'm just happy to be here, and all I hope is that I bring some useful information that the best feedback I've gotten is that I've given people hope. But what I want to say about that is that trust your intuition, because the only reason what I said gave you hope was you already had it right. Ah, that's, that's, that's an interesting aspect. It's almost like, uh, you know, when people tell me, do you believe in God? And I said, believing means that you're not sure of something, knowing something. So I guess it's kind of that hope stems from people in their gut knowing, but not being able to consciously uh, attest to it or verbalize it. Well, sometimes it's, frankly, it's Satan getting in there trying the way i describe it is that we operate from our intuition and our physical responses and what i mean by that is um if we see someone with a sour face we get a reaction you know in our gut or in our head or someplace and i try to liken it that our intuition and our physical reactions are like a car. It's solid. It's there. The parts are put together. Our strategic reasoning or our thinking, our challenging ourselves is no different than the driver getting in the car, deciding which direction to go, to turn it on, to put a blinker on, whatever. And sometimes what happens when that, when we hit on our reasoning is that's where satan comes in to make us doubt ourselves shoot ourselves in the foot mess up etc so for me one of the most important things because my first that that interview i mean i've been doing this for eight years but that interview on gb news that went viral and the feedback i've gotten has been 
you've given me hope and what i want to say back to them is please trust yourself because you had it right before i spoke exactly and that satan it rides on doubt and fear that's where he enters and i agree and i loved your video i mean what you said was stellar uh, people are not taking the forty thousand foot view um to be able to see what's going on because sometimes when you're in the woods all you see is trees so sometimes you have to take an aerial view right and your gut tells you more than anything and you know i actually use signs for that dr jan where i have told my audience before your um nervous system there is an independent brain right i would say and i learned this when i went you know to school for the sciences uh that it it has its own feedback system your gut has its own brain it doesn't even have to go up to your central nervous system to respond it responds on its own it's an innate response and it has its own little brain center so i always say trust your gut because it's like it's it's something that we've stopped paying attention to uh we can hear you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and um the way i i describe it because i don't have your scientific background but i say all your gut reaction is logic scrambled up it's everything you've perceived it's everything you've learned it's everything you've taken in and it is the key voice that's giving you information that doesn't mean you always act on your gut but it does mean you must listen to it and if you trust yourself then you have the capacity to trust god yeah you trust then you know him without trusting yourself yeah because then you know him it's kind of like um there was a conversation that i observed between two people and some person uh was explaining to him that you know calling him black or himself white was wrong because he says if i have cups a red cup a blue cup a yellow cup and, and a blue and a black cup and i put water in all of them suddenly you've segregated the vessels are not the same when inside it's the same thing we're all the same on the inside and we look at the vessel rather than the, the than the content sometimes and i found that to be an extraordinary explanation i saw it somewhere on instagram the past couple of days when i when i get into that TikTok brain type of seven second <laughs> attention span and i think it was one of the most fascinating explanations is how we don't pay attention to the to the actual core and 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 understand that we're all the same uh, people say we all bleed red i mean i can you know say well i don't know if i agree with that <laughs> but in the end we all have water in our vessels and we're the same so i i thank you for that um so i thought we could start with 1871 which was a busy year and I just wanted to bring a simile and I will do a more in-depth show on this for my audience. But back in 1871, you know, we had our civil war going on, right? Right before that. And Alabama actually filed a grievance. Um, it was done by the United States against the United Kingdom, Great Britain, right? Because the British had supported Confederate naval vessels during the American Civil War. In essence, it was interference in domestic issues. So one of the most notorious ships uh, was the CSS Alabama, which was actually built in Britain and inflicted significant damage on Union merchant ships, you know, during our Civil War. And so the United States actually filed 
for compensation for damages that was caused by these ships that the British had built for the Confederates. So basically, there was a treaty that was created, which highlighted the dispute between two nations. And, and one of the most prominent ones um, was that of the Alabama claims. So instead of going to war, instead of the U.S. declaring war on the United Kingdom, the Treaty of Washington established a system of international arbitration to settle these claims, right? Because this was foreign interference in domestic affairs, almost like foreign interference in domestic affairs that we observed during the Russia hoax or foreign interference that we all may know but cannot state in other matters that are domestic to us. So there was a panel of five arbitrators, and that was representatives from the U.S., Great Britain, Italy, Switzerland, and Brazil. And they that panel was established to actually hear this case. And it was a significant step in how international disputes are done without war. Now, the outcome of that panel was to rule in the favor of the United States, awarding insane damages to the cost of about $300 million today, I guess. But at that point, it was $15.5 million. And let's not forget, we bought Alaska from Russia for $7 million. So, you know, that was pretty big back then. I mean, we bought all of Alaska from Russia for $7 million. But uh, it was compensation to the United States for the Alabama claims and other grievances they had against the United Kingdom. So the impact of that treaty uh, was very important precedent for peaceful resolutions on international disputes. And one thing is, is that it hasn't been completely overturned. Usually things are overturned or um, kind of uh, um, made obsolete or superseded with subsequent agreements and developments, but it's, it's no longer in effect in its entirety. The, particularly the one on the Alabama claim settlement, which is foreign interference in domestic affairs. So uh, I will make a, I will have a show just on that um, because I think this is an important part of history that people don't even know exists. And um, so I wanted to just say that for 1871 before I kick it over to you because you've got some really good stuff on 1871 too. It was a busy year, wasn't it? Almost like 2023. Well, I. I I think I think if we go back to helping people understand, because we always, uh, uh, until re you know, until I started doing whatever research I had to do, um, we never knew that the District of Columbia was not part of the United States. We knew the Democrats were pushing to have a representative from there, but they are a foreign soil. They are a sovereignty unto themselves. So in other words, it's very difficult for Donald Trump to have given any orders to uh, people I don't like. I don't remember their exact name. I think it's her initials or MB or whatever, the mayor of District of Columbia because it's not part of the United States. But we were so in debt from our civil war that we owed France all this money. And those brilliant bankers, the Kabbalists, just came to our rescue and said, well, here's what happens. We would like you to 
be the military, you, the U.S. Um, the crown corporation, not the crown, because any king or queen has to ask permission to enter the one square mile of the city of London. It has its own Lord Mayor. It has its processions. It has its Freemasons. It, it has all of that. And the Vatican, especially when it was exposed of their money laundering, Italy had its hands tied because if they did anything to investigate, it would have violated the sovereignty of the Vatican City. So these three independent sovereignties came together. U.S. in charge of the military, the Vatican being the bank, and the city ruling the financial world, literally. Ruling the financial world. Now, when we had been paying our taxes to the IRS, and that good old Federal Reserve, it was only once Donald Trump put the Federal Reserve under the Treasury. Prior to that, this was all the Kabbalists, and because we owed so much money to the UK after they paid off our debts, or to the bankers, um, what happened was that we, for 151 years, continued paying our debt off and probably there are a couple of moments from my gb interview that i have wanted to say forever and ever and the part that our tax dollars for 151 years basically had been going to the cabal it had not been setting off of our debt we still owed and the next thing I have loved saying to them is, you all made fun of Trump when he walked in front of the queen. But how about if you go back and you look at that video, you liberals talk about microaggressions and triggering and freaking out. How about if you think about it as micro expressions and you watch how her hand signals him and he takes two steps she walks behind him and then she comes to his side and they proceed in unison. The fact is that Trump needed to do that from an optical standpoint to tell us back home he told the queen. Now he would have told the queen sooner because you know his around the world tour when he went to Saudi Arabia and he went to Israel and he went to Vatican and NATO, etc. The speaker, I think that's what he's called of the parliament, John Burkow, came out against Trump and wouldn't allow him to even speak to parliament. So that postponed his ultimate conversation with the queen. Hmm, that's interesting. So they wouldn't allow him to speak. Well, you know, uh, as I said, uh, I. Oh, I am well known as a Trump supporter here. So if there's any time there is a radio or TV show and they've got someone who wants to tear them apart, guess who gets to come and deal with them? But they created, they fundraised. 
and created this huge balloon with Trump's face and making it a baby with a pacifier. And I was in front of parliament when they were doing that. And there are a couple of journalists that I have high respect for, and they were there. And they asked me if I'd make a comment. And all I did was laugh at them. You think I'm really going to do that? I mean, if this is how they can express their dissatisfaction with Trump, they don't. They don't want to hear. Yeah. They'll never even, who cares? They don't care. So, um, but uh, that was a lot. And I, I don't want to go back revisiting a media, uh, media history that tried to ruin his relationship and conveyed all of that. But I will say that once he was elected, because I gave a lot of talks at universities, these young people will come up to me and say, will I get arrested if I go to the United States? That was the damage our military, I mean, sorry, our media did to the perception of Trump. It took two years for Jake Tapper to come out and say that Charlottesville, it was edited improperly. Ah, uh, Dr. Jan, we're entering into J6 territory now because that was an operation. Keep going. I'm liking this. All right. So, you know, fine. I go back and forth on Jake Tapper, but the fact that he had the courage to say that CNN edited it to give the wrong impression and not give the full soundbite. But we know that that's what they have done. And so while I'm on that, before you get to J6 or wherever you want to go, is that when you think about what the media has done, he came down the escalator and good old Huffington Post came out and said, oh, great, he's running for president. We're going to cover it in the media. And people who are listening know of all, uh, all the other different occurrences that went on. But the fact that I want you to ask other people when they say, but the media said this and the media said that is why are they so afraid of Donald Trump? This is not because they dislike him. I know I get different messages, but people don't like that he says mean things or the way he says things or he's inappropriate. You know what? Who cares? Oh my, uh, you know what? Nobody is more focused on trashing your name than the ones that are worried you will tell the people the truth. And so he spoke truth and spoke to the people, but also the one thing that he also did was empower the people. And once the people wake up from the slumber of this nice fabric of, you know, media production that they've been, it's like a spell, a siren song, right? That they've been under for decades and they wake up. Well, then they realize that they are many and those that yield the arbitrary power are very few. And so he was very dangerous in that. Uh, I, 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 this, is, this is one thing that we all must understand 
even for yourself, Dr. Dan, I'm sure, you know, people will move ahead in front of you to trash, you know, the person that is speaking. And that is exactly what they did, even though our fantastic mathematicians at The Simpsons predicted President Trump, <laughs> right? We can get into the quantum predictive analytics because, you know, I, I joke about time travel because that's what I dabble in. And people mock oh me. She thinks she's a time traveler. And I'm like, well, obviously they don't understand quantum you know, predictive analytics. So, but you know, that's so funny because when you look at that, how does the Simpsons get so many things right? Because they had mathematicians as writers, people that oh, dabbled well, in. Let's forget, that. Yeah. let's forget that part. The fact that they get so many things right and they have such a huge audience, what they're doing is they are really educating the people, or as I sometimes say, once the truth is told, the mind is stretched. It can't go back. It might fight to go back. But um, I, I had also brought up when people were asking me after Trump made the comment about the six Middle Eastern countries, etc. What the media didn't cover was the fact that those countries were decided upon by Obama and voted upon by Congress. And they leave those things out. And that is what gives people the wrong impression. Well, I have to I have to agree. I mean, we all know, I know for a fact, and I've spoken about this before, you know, the 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 alleged Biden administration is extremely frustrated with Barack Obama. The people that are in the White House that, you know, you know, once you get appointed into a position like in the White House that where you're like a member, part of the, you know, the NSA advisors, the whatever advisor you want to be, you kind of feel important. Oh, I finally made it from Stafford to here. They're extremely upset because Barack is pulling all the strings. I mean, everyone that's been appointed was his choice. I mean, someone actually pointed out that his, you know, dormant you know, POTUS 44 account was asking for money for what's going on in Libya. Uh, you know, I, I can get into that. I mean, on Valentine's Day in 2021, I got the website um, impeach44.com. I think uh, that will help undo a lot of the things that they don't want to talk about and a lot of the issues that are we are facing now and will be facing very shortly. Um, that's just my well, two cents on that. Right. And so if I can give my two cents, which because hopefully it will make four cents and then people will have all this information and they'll be able to make their own decisions on what we're saying, yes. you know, as we're sharing it with them. The interesting thing is that the military actually had wanted to take Obama out, but they convinced Trump to run. Once they convinced Trump to run, that was all they needed in Obama state. Now, for you to say Obama is the puppeteer, those are my words, they weren't your words. Um, on one hand, there is that possibility. On the other hand, we have to ask ourselves, he renewed 138 for a just recently i did an interview and someone said to me well how do you know he did it i said if the announcement comes from dot gov then i know 
that the White House is telling us that that, in fact, is true. Um, and he has had, had to, I underline had to, forced to, required to, whatever word you want to use, to renew every single executive order that Donald Trump put in place. The reason for that is that Donald Trump declared continuity of government after highlighting three national emergencies and Congress not responding. So he did turn it over to the military. Well, this just a reminder for everyone, just so they know that Executive Order 13848 is imposing certain sanctions in the event of foreign interference in the United States election. And, you know, this hasn't been adjudicated yet, right? Because I guess election interference, Dr. Dan, I would assume even what happened at J6 is considered part of the election process. Therefore, if there was foreign interference in regards to the January 6th event of certifying elections, that's also part of the election, you know, um, process and therefore also counts under that executive order. And I agree with you. Why hasn't he repealed that? There could be two reasons. One, like you said, the military has it all under control. Or two, they're terrified that there may be foreign intelligence that will interfere on behalf of the people too. So there are two, you know, sides of it. And we see the media playing both sides and media, meaning now media is a very loose term. Um, we can call establishment media and then regular media, which is alternative, which again, I'll circle back to your comment of trusting your gut and well, it resonates. Uh, if, if I may come back on that about why, Biden, Biden, God, I, I didn't even get his name right. I Biden, I that. like that. We should call him that because he's biting everyone in the tush right now with his policy. He and is. our national he debt is, is almost at 33 trillion. And the fact that China is not buying any more of our bonds means they're coming to collect. Um, the fact that he is forced to renew each of these is the other indication that Obama, Obama is not the complete puppeteer. He might be guiding him to do all these things that are totally screwing up our country, but he cannot extend it beyond the certain executive orders. How did Trump know on child and human trafficking to file that in December, 2017? How did he know on September 12, 2018, to file the executive order that outlined the possible cheating that would happen in 2020? Not in 2018 midterms. They already knew that was going to happen. It's because one of the reasons Hillary stayed in her little cave before she could come out and compliment or whatever she did to say Trump you won was because the military has been well aware of the cheating that's been going on within the Democrats and they thought they had it covered their problem was it was actually two things one 
They never expected Trump to get as many votes as he did. And the other thing was that the military monitored so the fraud couldn't happen. And Hillary was in absolute shock because um, I actually posted on my LinkedIn an article and it started off in the olden days when I was first involved in politics. Uh, the convention was the anticipation of who is this nominee going to pick as his vice president. They didn't campaign together for months and months and months. And we got to know because that was when it still was the cigar smoking, and I truly mean cigar smoking, backroom decision-making by the elites as to who was gonna be next. And that Donald Trump changed that entire paradigm. Yeah, yes, Thanks. he did. I mean, in 2016, there were a lot of people that were contractors and military that had their eyes all over the elections and ensured that they were kind of bottlenecked to one state where the fraud would be honed in, you know, maybe coming out of a closet, West Brunswick, right? Just, just hypothetically, I guess, right. allegedly, um, which we'll see pan out in Georgia soon. Uh, but, but again, uh, the, the, the beauty of it was that after the elections were conducted in 2016, uh, the Democrats using Jill Stein as a, as a segue were able to see where they failed. And this is why they had all those, uh, you know, recounts for the Green Party uh, that they observed. Because if they really thought that the elections were stolen, they would have opened it up, but they couldn't because then it would prove that they had committed the fraud. And so, Obama, yeah, Obama was a genius. Right on. right on. No, no, no. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. But no. sometimes when the point, and that point needs to be heard, I completely agree with you. And the politicians that say, oh, it was so safe or whatever, it's because they were probably part of the fraudulent game that was going on and they don't want anyone. And I mean that with rhinos, I, I mean that across the board. It's everybody, it's everybody. Even the unions use the same system. <laughs> Those are rigged too. But you know, what? what is incredible is they didn't open up the machines then, but then the people that are advising Barack Obama advised him to create CISA. And, uh, you know, suddenly I saw the head of the DHS, Jay Johnson, on January 6th. It was January 6th and then 7th, the proclamation. He proclaimed without Congress to create a new division in DHS. And suddenly, uh, you know, DHS has now pretty much federalized our elections after that um, incrementally. And under the CARES Act, they now You're absolutely they right. are digital but, sovereignty. But I I'm really glad you're giving that historical perspective to people that are listening because there have been a lot of things that have been in play, uh, planting the seeds to be sown. And we are now dealing with a lot of that. Oh, we are. These are the repercussions that we have. I mean, I remember in 2020 uh it was march 2020 
Uh, I had friends, you know, considering I'm an amateur cryptographer, I run in those circles, right? Because I dabble in quantum, quantum predictive analytics. And so there was a conference that was being held. And one of the attendees, believe it or not, was there talking about new elections. This is in 2020. Of course. Right? And I have their name, their picture, the documentation from that conference. And I'm like, why is DHS? Well, the person there didn't go as DHS. They went to someone private. And I'm like, but this guy is part of CISA. And they have like a little blurb on the DHS website, which by the way, after I brought it up in November, 2020, it was scrubbed, right? They were talking about new elections. Now during this conference, there were, you know how they have breakout sessions? They were talking yeah. about how they can monitor uh, discussions about the elections because the media should be the one reporting. And that was at that point that I told my audience, you know, I was of the fact that the people at that point would have woken up to the point where they would have not allowed elections to go forward, right? But unfortunately, we had elections in 2020, which pushed back the timeline for 2024 being a hot mess. Will we have elections? That's up in the air because right now, the you know, there's so many moves that, that are already pre-planned for checkmate. And right now what they're doing is just throwing trash in front of every move, thinking that we're gonna trip up when nothing can stop that. But the question is, the only delay of trash they can throw in is not is suspending the elections. And the only way we would not have elections is we need President Trump in office before 2024. And there's got to be maneuvers that we can use to do I, that, that the Constitution allows us to. I, 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 I'm going to refrain from any comments to that um, because I think that there are too many variables. But I, I would like us to go back a minute because you threw out this reference to quantum analytics. Yes. I would imagine, along with myself, many people listening would love for not only a definition, but a few examples so we understand it better. Oh, the predictive analytics? Yeah. yeah. Well, basically, it's taking in, and I've said this before, um, my audience is well. It versed. doesn't matter. You've said yeah. it before. Um, I really want to say that because I don't want anyone who's heard it before to feel like, oh, darn, I didn't take it in. We need to hear things numerous times. So right. please so, give yeah. us. So it's like statistics. Let's just on the, on the basic level, where you can predict what the outcome is. So you take in as many variables as you can quantify. And uh, so, for example, the news, uh, for example, um, legislation that's being passed, uh, people that are part active, uh, actively partaking in creating legislation, um, uh, the markets, what the media is reporting, what the media is not reporting, and you put that all into one algorithm, and that algorithm, you give it a point. Say, for example, I want to see if General Haftar will take over Tripoli, right? Because Tripoli is the only uh, area of Libya that, you know, is not controlled by the Libyans, but by the United Nations. So I want to know if General Haftar will successfully take that. So I will then make sure that the algorithm is fed the appropriate data surrounding that from the most far-fetched too. Not only their media, but their health 
what the UN influence are, who's funding Tripoli, how are they doing it? And it will give you a prediction of a yes or a no on percentages. Well, if this happens, that happens. And here's the fault that many people that put data like this together is that they take the human element as an absolute value when you should treat it like a variable node um, uh, that is absolute. And that gives you the most accurate predictions. Like I have stated things that will occur only because they were part of my mathematical calculations, how my algorithm in my computer works and tells me. So it's very easy to be able to predict. This is why the pre-crime unit that um, attorney, former Attorney General Barr created is actually successful. Because if you use all the variables surrounding one person of interest, you can pretty much um, extrapolate based on what we know on psychology, um, physiognomy, the, their history, and now with social media and internet communications, you get even more, right? Phone calls transcribed, text messages, you can predict how much of a threat they are or if they will commit a crime. And the same thing goes when you target demographics, right? As a localizer, I understood that if, say for example, there's 10 people and I wanna influence them all to wear blue, right? I'd have to, through that 10 people, figure out who would be the most influential among those 10 people, then predict if I tell them, hey, I'll give you a cookie, if you tell everyone to wear blue, if that would work or not. If it's a no, then bribery is not my avenue. I may find it in a way of subtle um, psychological cues, like maybe showing a lot of blue colors or saying, oh, look, doesn't she look fabulous in blue? And um, subconsciously, giving them that direction. So that's basically how quantum predictive analytics work. And I say quantum because there's a lot of data to crunch. I mean, the NSA, for example, they've got their work cut out for them. So hopefully Space Force with all the nerds they hired, they can get it done better. <laughs> because if we actually use our keyholes in regards to collecting that information and adding that into it, it makes it more intuitive. And it's not so much AI, it's number crunching and uh, showing percentages. So I, uh, hopefully I've explained it to those that are new. Um, we were just cut off from the Chinese feed. Um, uh, for those of you that are listening in China, someone's setting it up on WeChat under another, I think Dr. Jan, you triggered the Chinese. <laughs> oh, well yeah, good. The, the Chinese <laughs> killed the, the WeChat feed. So uh, one of the moderators there is setting it up. For those of you uh, listening on, on WeChat, uh, just keep your, things open. So that is exactly how predictions happen. And this is why, um, you know, we can see into the future as per se, because, you know, our history and our present pretty much foreshadow the future. And I really did hope that over the years, there was more unity in the message in regards to people that were fighting for our nation, rather than self-preservation, which for me, and I've said this, like, it's a broken record. Self-preservation is the ugliest human quality I've ever encountered because that encompasses a lot of interactions and actions that people would do based on that. And it's unfortunate that now where our nation is at stake, where we're all in the same plane, we're still trying to shoot the plane down with all of us in it. And it would have been fantastic if everyone just came together to do exactly what our president told us to you. He gave us he said, I'm giving power back to you, the people. And unfortunately, people have not taken hold of that. Instead, you're, you're still looking for something. That. I, I, I'm with you. And I don't think we should criticize that because 
my take is that we trusted for far too long. We thought that they had our best interests on the agenda and they never did. And to come to that realization, even last night I had a conversation with a really dear friend of mine and I said, it took me a long time to see that they were evil as opposed to they're behaving this way, why are they? And I think we never want to see the worst in people, but there is a dichotomy going on right now. And there are people who hate us, who hate America, who have subscribed, enrolled, whatever in the group that thinks America is horrible and want to destroy it. And we need to stand firm. Well, I think, I think what you're just saying, Dr. Jan, having for many Americans that don't go overseas and have not, you know, engaged in in-depth conversations with people overseas, they can't fathom that people don't like America, right? They can't. And now this is easier for them to survive. So we have to be grateful to President Trump for giving the people a voice for, for and we should be grateful for everything that has happened, even though it is horrific, from the mask mandates to the vaccine mandates to the insane hate speech, the, the boobies on, in the White House, this insanity that we see, we should be grateful for that because now the people of the world are also watching and they're realizing that the people of the United States did not agree with all members of Congress and Senate and they are outraged. So that has saved us as a nation and we should be grateful for the trials and the tribulations that we have been put through these past years and the fact that they held President Trump's presidency hostage, hogtied. He still got things done because now the people of other nations see that the people aren't bad. It was the leaders and they can they can simile that to theirs. I mean, their corruption is out and open, right? <laughs> for us, it was all sprayed with perfume and it looked all great on the outside, but it was systemically rotten in the inside. So I, I think that was oh. one of the best gifts President Trump gave us. I'm there with your passion and the emphasis in which you presented that. I have a slight concern and not with anything that you said, but with the fact that there is also a faction that is trying to convince us that we are wrong to think that way. And I just want to say, if that faction is coming into play, if what's going in your mind, you are doubting yourselves, stop, go back to what your gut's telling you, and then look at the evidence that's being thrown at us to try to make us think we're crazy, we're wrong. We've got it. We Just as much as the military has got the election results, we as human beings have got it right in our belly we've got it our mind has sent it down to us we know so we have got 
to trust ourselves. That doesn't mean you don't talk to other people. That doesn't mean you don't use other people as a sounding board because that reasoning side, again, when the driver gets in the car, who does the driver consult? And you consult a lot of people before you make your own conclusions. I agree. And trusting our gut is is very important, extremely important. And people need to hone into that. I mean, even the people of the left that the left panders to and the socialist movement and the globalist movement is pandering to are also skeptical of the elections. They, I, I, I know in New York, I, I was just recently there for some work events and almost every single New Yorker that I ran into, you know, the one thing that I would always say, because you initiate conversation, it's one-to-one -one, and then that one person speaks to others is, wow, if we don't want war with China and Russia, we need Trump back right now. Like we had no wars, we had money in our pocket. And this is like, even from the Uber drivers, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna tip you in cash because they're taxing you. And when we go to digital, you won't have money. Keep this in your house. You know, these are conversations we should have with people to expand their thought process because in their gut, they know something is not wrong, but they can't verbalize it because they've been trained to keep it quiet. And this is why we have these, you know, pronoun things. Dr. Dan, I'm not going to, uh, you know, sugarcoat it. When I get emails from the New York Times or the Washington Post because they want something from me or they want to trash me or anything, right? Uh, the minute I see an email with the pronouns, I'm like, I just circle it. And this is, the, this is my response now. Hey, when you know where you sit, you know, we could talk. And it's, it's, it's actually been very effective. They've left me alone. <laughs> but again, it's well, I've been, I, I, it, this has propelled me to the public after 22 years, practically, other than supporting Trump since 2015. Um, uh, I used to be the management expert on the NBC Today show. Uh, um, but I left the U.S. 22 years ago because I wanted my privacy back. And I will, I, I will tell you that until that interview went viral, I was so happy I was incognito. I was, I was like, oh, this is great. Um, but I always believe you rise to the occasion. And um, what's most important to me is to talk about things that gives people greater clarity and greater reinforcement in their own assessment of things. Uh, I'm not all-knowing, but I do happen to have a perspective on the information that I get. And if I can share that so that people end up making their own conclusions, coming to their own peace, that to me is worthwhile on a Sunday afternoon because I talk with my hands and my poor dog thinks I'm giving him orders and I have to keep giving him treats because he thinks my hands are telling him to do something. Um, but I just want people to trust themselves and to figure out the information that we get. God sends us messengers. Now I'm going to contradict myself in that 
I was on a BBC radio show for longer than an hour for our inauguration on the 20th, 21. And they said, I hope you don't mind, we're going to begin. Now, I had already known that it had been recorded. So I said, no, 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 go ahead. About six minutes later, Fox started with the official broadcast of the inauguration. I have had so much fun sending to my media contacts pictures of poor Jill changing the color of her shoes. You know, they tried to pull it over us. And what they don't realize is we're too smart. We're too aware. Uh, not smart. We are too aware. We gave our trust. We turned everything over to our politicians and our media. And we ultimately discovered that they didn't care that they were screwing us over. They were giving us the right words in hopes that we would support them. But my biggest concern right now with Congress, I mean, I think Matt Gates's speech was incredible. And I think the fact that a large group made the important rule rules changes in Congress so that they can throw this duplicitous human being out. Um, they want things to change and we need to support that effort because it's funny, I, I'm in only one private group on X and I had said the only reason that McCarthy floated were going to look into impeaching Biden. You have to listen to his conflicting words. We are going to have a full house vote. Nancy Pelosi never had a full house vote. Why? I know why. And that, oh, wait a minute. It, uh, and, and I want to hear. I want to give my psychological interpretation here because that's all I have to offer is that they wanted to act all high and mighty and better because Nancy just took control and did it. And Kevin wants to be the person of the people and let everyone have a say, which frankly is BS. So please tell me your yeah, my spin on it. So I was in D.C. actually. And first of all, I just wanted to make an observation when I was at the Capitol Hill Club. And the last time I went there was for an event for Republican appointees, presidential appointees uh, thing. And um, I noticed that the bushes are no longer on the portraits there, which was, huh? Right. So yeah, no bushes. And I'm like, oh, OK. But what I realized was, is that um McCarthy even said that Obama gave the okay to go forward with impeachment. And the reason is, is that even though there, you know, we have very good people in Congress that many of us are working with in regards to impeaching 
Biden for crimes. My goal for the information that I obviously contribute now in my capacity as an investigative journalist, um, you know, we're looking to not, not impeach him for being incompetent, right? But to impeach him for actual crimes, right? Um, a lot of people talk about the Hunter Biden laptop. Dr. Jan, I don't know if you know, but out of the three people that every, everyone knows that Garrett Ziegler has it, Jack Maxey, I have it too. But the one thing that I, I that I felt was it wasn't fair to attack Hunter only because he's such a broken person. Now, while we have actual crimes that link back to the Obama administration, uh, they're going to flip this. This is going to be uh, a vote to impeach him based on age. This is another maneuver to exclude President Trump from the ballot. And they've all agreed upon it, except for some of the Republicans. So we're going to find ourselves in the pickle where people are going to want to move forward to impeach Biden, but for reasons that we don't want. We don't want precedent because the minute they impeach him because he's incompetent, can't tie a shoe, he's too old, right? And they do the whole age thing. They then quickly and swiftly pass legislation to um, disallow people of a certain age to be on the ballot even. And that's their, you know, their, their, their angle for, here. Sorry for no, interrupting. No, no. But Tor, that's a very important insight for people to take notice of. Because if that is the game, then we need to think about a counter reaction to it. One thing I know, okay, I lived in San Francisco for many, many years. And on a federal level, I have consistently voted Republican. When I have dearest friends who are even Republican, however, they need certain laws, healthcare, situations, regulations, etc that will benefit them and San Francisco, other than New York being the capital of the gay community, I often voted in favor of what would work for the city or the, of San Francisco or the state of California. And I, I don't have any problem with that. People might want to throw that in my face. I, I absolutely don't have a problem with having done that whatsoever. Now, I, in 1984, worked, or prior to it, worked with Nancy Pelosi as a Republican and many Republicans. It's not like, oh, I did it. No, no way. The Republican community of San Francisco got together with the Democrats to work on bringing the Democrat convention to San Francisco because it would benefit everyone. I worked on Nancy Pelosi's very first congressional campaign after Sarah Burton died. I knew John Burton very, very well. His wife took over and 
Nancy at that time, along with Diane Feinstein, we considered them to be conservative Democrats. They cared about national security. They cared about the economy. They didn't pander to anyone, but social services was also important. Within that sphere of decades, I also worked on Dianne Feinstein's mayoral recall campaign for the sole reason that I did not believe that any special interest group. I didn't care if I was aligned with them or against it. No special interest group should put a politician through that, which meant it put the electorate. Wait, are you talking about that. the Harvey Milk stuff? Oh, wait, this is, this is even before. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I was like, I, I was all over that Harvey Milk stuff. Like Feinstein actually lied. You know, I, I did a full analysis, but yeah, I, I get where you're going from, from the Sorry. political side of things. Okay, I'm not here to say anything negative about Diane. What I'm here to say is based on the issues and I continued to support Diane because she was more like Nelson Rockefeller, a conservative Democrat caring about foreign issues foreign policy issues, caring about the economy, and also doing the social side of things. Um, I don't know who Dianne Feinstein became, and I don't know who Nancy Pelosi became. And the only other tidbit I will give your listeners is that when I was still of dating age, I used to take my dearest friend and ask him to take me to the gay bars at night because we had a code, M-T-Y-T. -T. He would turn to me and he would let me know M-T, my type, Y-T, your type. Because so many, it was so accepted within San Francisco for mixes that I, I just didn't want to date someone that was at the gay bars at night and trying to fool me by day. And that relates to Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi. Ooh. This event happened at his home, of course, Nancy wasn't there, mm. nor would she be. Mm. Want you to understand that part of the way of life is some couples were completely open about it. I mean, you knew that X was married to the complete gay guy and gave him complete you know, didn't care where he went out, what he did, whatever. And then there were the couples that had a silent agreement, which is why I asked my dear friend, Rob, you got, I got to go to the gay bars with you. If I don't go to the gay bars with you, I'm not going to know who is supposed to 
be trying to fool us. And I want to understand better because I probably know a lot of their wives, their partners, their whatever. And it's an acceptable, acceptable thing within San Francisco to have that kind of mixed marriage. You know, Dr. Jan, I'm going to tell you something. When I was in London, that is where I would, I would go to Friends of Dorothy Bars for the same exact reasons. Right. Thank, good, <laughs> thank goodness for those people don't have to hide themselves anymore. I think it is horrible for any human being to feel they have to keep a secret about themselves. And uh, I'm not making a comment about sexual orientation or anything else. If you feel you have to keep a secret about yourself or an aspect of your life or anything, go back and look at that and figure out how you're not going to let it remain a secret. I'm not saying post it. I'm not saying come out and tell the world. What I am saying You is get into cool. politics, disclose it. Well, no, I'm not even saying disclose it. What I'm saying is you don't have to feel it needs to be a secret, but you can make the choice. You don't want to share it. You know, I had the same thing working under the Obama administration. Um, the same thoughts that it's very deceptive. You know how you say we needed to see who we could trust. It's extremely deceptive uh, when you can't own yourself, or at least if you don't want publicly, which, which, like you said, people shouldn't be ashamed of what they like. I'm all for it. You know, I, I won't judge you as long as you don't force me to play the game of pronouns or because you put a wig and lipstick that I need to call you something else, even though you're obviously not. This is how, where I stand. But when it comes to politics, government interactions, contracting, uh, you know, you shouldn't be deceptive in something so personal to you, um, you know, when going forward to represent the people. And uh, that's the reason that I would frequent uh, the areas, you know, around Piccadilly and, and Leicester Square um, for, and those out in West London, the more secret ones, to be able to see who's not being honest. Um, and, and like you said, people shouldn't have to hide. They should just be themselves. You know, the, being yourself doesn't affect me unless you impose it on me. But deception is, is key here. Speaking of deception, today is Constitution Day, right? Do you know right. that on TV, they're talking about the Constitution being so arcane that they want to get rid of it? Today, of all days, I see that on NBC. Today of all days. Um, which is also deceptive because they're trying to say it's arcane and they can't iterate it. I want your thoughts on that. Their arguments from a psychological perspective, of course, on how they're trying to say that it's archaic and um, causing issues in our democracy. Well, given the fact that I'm not up to date on what's been reported, I can only back up and give my general sense. The fact is that any, any culture, any society, any group of people worked better together when they agreed on the values and the morals and the principles. 
we are supposed to condemn those kinds of things at this point because if you're going to align with the democrats everything has to be horrible everything has to be wrong everything has to be how dare could you think that way at the same time that they present this condescending compassion that they care about all these lesser individuals that don't have what they have you know i lived in la for well i grew up there and spent a lot of time back there and have a lot of friends there and go back well i haven't left the uk since march 10th 2020 except for to spend a week in malta but um prior to that i used no, to wait we we should talk about malta but prior okay. to that prior to that i used to travel 75,080 miles a year and i loved it i from the time I was 18, I always had to be on the go. I just can't believe how content I am not being on the go, but that's a, a personal thing. So let me, let me back up to the fact that we, in fact, don't encourage the kind of mix between cultures. We jump at judgments ahead of time and we need to be able to accept the world that is different from us but the media's pushed us into the opposite mindset and that is one of the things that is bringing us down i have to agree and this is why this, I'm putting it on the screen so we can both see it, okay. is crazy. Scholars warn outdated constitution has put democracy at risk. Today, on CNN. This is insanity. Pure insanity that they're talking about this because the constitution that we have, right, allows for that diversity. And I'm going to repeat an example that I'm pretty sure my listeners are very tired. And Dr. Jan, you can't see the rumble comments on the software that I'm using today. Um, but there's 5,000, 5,300 people on Rumble right now, and all of them, their ears perk with Malta. So we're going to have to circle back to that because I've oh. been extensive. <laughs> but I wanted to say uh, the, the example that I always bring is, and, and I had stated this over 15 years ago when I was being told by one of our agencies that was a customer of mine that we need to use these people. And I said, no, if I have a room full of people, 10 people, that all wear the same outfit, that think the same, that have been trained the same, and I give them a problem, I will maybe get one problem after a, a, a solution and it will be middle of the road. What I need is diversity. I need uh, every single person in that room that will be figuring out the issue to have a different religion, dress different, be from a different socioeconomic background, speak different languages. Everything has to be different about every individual because when I throw a problem there, they will argue and they will fight, but they will come up with a hundred solutions. And out of those hundred, we will have the best one that 
is identifying that's that's exactly how the constitution is it gave us foundations where we exchange uh you know some rights for others so that way we can alleviate the population of micromanagement and have representation which again i go back to i mean and, and this and that how do you explain that when we're coming full circle to our 250th anniversary, <laughs> um, which will be fantastic. But how do you argue that? It's and, and simple. You don't. You don't. You don't even try to argue. What you try to do is understand where they got their information and what made the foundation of their opinion on that. Unless you have your ammunition, and your ammunition is finding out their thinking, finding out their reasoning. Because unless you can understand that, they're going to perceive you as preaching and dictating at them. Not even to them, but at them. And they're going to shut down. Honestly, it's no different than our politicians. Because someone from the other side of the aisle raises a point. Do you ever think they're sitting there going, hmm, let me think of the advantages of that, the benefits of that, uh, the downside of it, um, the parts I agree and disagree with? Oh, no. They're plotting their retort in their mind so they have never fully heard the concept the concreteness of what was presented. I also, I, I indulge me, everyone. I think we have a preschool, preschool behavior of politicians between Mitch McConnell saying, I'll never approve anything uh, of Biden and Nancy talking about this is exactly how we do a smear campaign. They have never wanted to work together. Never, ever, ever in recent, I will only say in recent decades, because when I actually served for the mayor of New York City, and at that time, Wait, which one? Uh, no, no, no. If I say... Okay, I won't say then. Okay. okay. No, no, no. I'm just... I, I, I'm That's still... Okay. I'm still at the point where I, I will occasionally reveal my age, but, you know, it goes back to You me. sound like me. <laughs> I show my age all the time. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, no, it's okay. the genetics that keep Fine. me looking young. Um, uh, so I totally forgot my point here that I was going to make, which is perfectly okay. Um. So where were we? You got to bring me back. Yeah, how's this? How's this? The Constitution is a living document. And uh, living in the sense that it's still alive, it's still breathing, and it's still relevant. So changing it is inappropriate. And you said to avoid communications because, yes, we do look like we're dictating and we're just... No, the other side. Sorry. Yes. The other Sorry. side will see it. No, but even people on our own side, Dr. Jan, when I have conversations with people and they say something and we're supposed to be on the same side, they will say that I'm, you know, it's like a didact. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You just don't have your information in order. 
right? And 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 that's all. So I, I agree with you. Sometimes engaging in a conversation where people don't understand the yeah. concept very well, it comes off as, as as dictating and my way or the highway. And I understand that. Uh, sometimes it's best just not to play the game. Uh, though okay. no, we're no, going to have to play that game now. Wait, sorry. If you don't mind my interrupting, and I apologize. Not at all. When someone comes back to us that we don't understand them, the objective is not to get our point across, but the objective is to understand the construction of the way they think. Because, and I gave this example once, and I get asked to give it again. People seem to like it. And, and I only came up with it because I was doing um, a long radio show in the UK and uh, with a liberal, and he threw something at me. So I threw back at him um, uh, just a little test for him to decide whether he was a liberal, middle of the road, whatever. And my ultimate response to him was, okay, so you don't have balance. So think of it this way. If we're all at Disney World, the conservatives are on Main Street, the conservatives are in Frontierland, and they are in Adventureland. But if you want to communicate, to play, to interact with any liberal, you've got to go over to Tomorrowland or Fantasyland because those are the only lands they live in. Exactly. The fabric of society that Comey said uh, that they have built for us. Right. Through the now, um, I hate to say this, but I thought it was going to be an hour. Yeah. I happened to have a lovely puppy that I trained. When he has to go out, he has to ring a bell. Well, that's, that's fine because I can play a video if you'd like. Good. That well, I have. He's dinging a bell and this will probably take me until at least 8 p.m. or afterwards the walk I need to take him on. So okay. what I'm saying is what else would you like to cover well, quickly. Let's do that quickly. Whining away. Yeah, no, Malta <laughs> sounds good because Malta is a high is a is a very good strategic location in the middle of the Mediterranean. Uh and you know, since I work in quantum predictive analytics, I use a lot of history. And a lot of people, you know, I've had shows on Malta before on uh you know its importance in regards to many things most specific the ottoman siege of malta in 1565 and the establishment of the knights of saint john's which are now known as the knights of malta also known as the knights of hospital uh, hospitaller is that what it's called and um you know they actually have a pretty good constitution uh, where it's a republic, they have a parliament, um, they've got good fundamental rights. Uh, I just want to know, you mentioned that you were in Malta, so I just want to know, like, how's it going there? I haven't been in Malta since 2000, I want to say 2011. Well, I went last summer for my birthday. And again, I landed here in the UK on March 10th, 
2020, having left Mar-a-Lago and we were in lockdown. So I looked things up and the Spanish flu lasted at least 18 months. And I decided I wasn't getting on a plane. This is someone who has traveled 75, 80,000 miles a year easily. And I said, oh, I've really wanted a puppy. I'm going to get a puppy. And then I decided I really don't. I mean, since I was 18 years old, I, it didn't matter where I traveled to. But I'm really loving not traveling. So then it spurred other people on in my building to get puppies, etc. So we have a lovely puppy daycare community. We've got three West End performers and etc. etc. Now, I was so exhausted by the time I got to Malta. And I'm a lifetime member of a uh, lifetime platinum member or whatever the latest thing is of Marriott. I invited a good friend of mine from Estonia to join me. So we had this great two bedroom suite. He did his thing. I did my thing, which is mostly, I'm a California girl who was as pale as could be, who needed to have a little bit of color. And he went and saw all the different places the films were done. Um, so that is my long way of telling you. I can tell you about the pool. I can tell you how to get to the shower. I can tell you how dark the sun will make you at that time of year. But it was only because I needed some sun by 2022, because I hadn't had any for too many years being a California girl. So I'm sorry to disappoint. No, no, message received. Um, if you'd like, because I, I have puppies as well, you can, you have the link. I'm going to be on because I haven't done a show in a while because I was busy in New York, busy in DC, busy in Vegas, busy in California, busy, busy, um, where I'm going to sit down and just talk about the Alabama treaty and you can feel free to hop on if I'm still on. Um, okay. I will be on because my listeners have felt neglected for two weeks and I would love for you to take your, your puppy and then come back because I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about the national debt and go back to King William from 1066 in regards to the bankers. Okay. Um, Actually, uh, I wish I could. Darn it. We, well, we've done, we've done two hours. But I would like to talk about one other point before I sign off. And that is, bravo, Matt Gates. I've never supported Kevin McCarthy. And I'm working on an article right now which will be on drjan.substack.com in the next day or two about how we need to stand up to Congress because even though they have 
a 76% disapproval rating and an approval rating that hovers around 20%, they just disregard it because they have their own personal pollsters. And if their constituents are pleased with what they're doing, they basically give the middle finger to those issues. But they've never thought of themselves as a collective body. They don't think how frustrated, how upset, how fed up, how incensed we are with their lack of making things happen. And so I am working very carefully on this article. And if I succeed in what I wanna communicate, I am really hoping that you and your listeners will not only read it, but pass it on, but more importantly, get it off to our feckless, spineless GOP electors because they really don't do anything to protect us and we need to push on it now. There are different people who are great on X, who do great investigative research, who bring intelligence to people. My feeling is I need to support them on the intellectual and posting side to be able to make other people see it. Because we know what's going on. I'm going to repeat that. We know what's going on. Yes, we do. However, we are faced with a lot of people as I love John Rich, who said, is where the sun don't shine. So we need to pull their heads and their thinking out of where the sun don't shine. And we need to not threaten those who haven't put their head there yet, but they're a bit skeptical. Because if we're going to succeed, we need to understand first, pardon my language, but I'm only going to say it this way, they're fucked up thinking because they truly are fucked up in their perception of things because of everything they're told. You know, I will tell you, this is the first time I've ever used those words. How can we not? That's, that's what is it called? Um, righteous indignation, right? How can we not? Cleaning up my language. How can we not? I, 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 I drop it sometimes. I have a potty mouth when I get upset and it's more frustration. And I would add to that, that many people in Congress and I've met with them, there's only members that I can count on one hand that are listening to the people and actually trying 
to fix things and trying to smooth over the other ones that are, like you said, listening to other things and not paying attention to what the people are really asking for. Um, and my listeners know best. They legitimately <laughs> write letters, make phone calls. Great. And all the time, like even for Paxton, we went to bat for him before he was ever on this stage for impeachment. So, Bravo. Yeah, we really? were, we, yeah in 2021. Bravo. We went to bat for him and acknowledged him as America's attorney general. And I know that the lawsuit that we had in Texas was his way out to not be impeached. So now we're going to have to pivot a bit. Um, you know, we always have to understand sacrifice one little thing to get something better. Having Ken Paxton in power and having such a big win is very important for America because I want to see him as attorney general of America. I want him to clean up our federal law enforcement to make more concise lines between the DOD, the FBI, the CIA, and the State Department, which are now just a big blur, and you don't know who's who. And, you know, I'd like for him to remove that black eight over $800 billion budget that the SESs have to pay for O'Connor's lures to lie and confidential human sources to lie or confidential informants to lie. We need to remove that. And I believe that he um, you know, his win was fantastic for us. And maybe Congress will start, you know, shifting a little bit. As for Mitch McConnell, I mean, he's not even there. He's checked out a long time ago. I mean, okay. he's probably like one of those football androids that we saw the other day. All right. So as a psychologist, for the moment, with that hat on, I would say, do not interpret what has happened in the now and apply it to a hope of what could happen in the future. More importantly, is that we need to be wise to their machinations because they are so, so good at it. A year before the 2020 election, the Democrats came out and said, well, if Trump loses, he'll never leave the White House. Little did they know that he already knew they tried to treat, cheat in 2016, that they found the ways that they cheated in 2018, and he needed them to cheat in 2020. But they are so, when you are consumed with committing, not even feeling, but committing, anything that is not above board they they have blinders on there is not a moral voice in their head saying is this the right thing to do should i do it a different way what's the importance of do excuse me doing this none of that exists because they have no moral psychology ah we're going to that moral floor that i say you know everybody has a moral floor that's where i judge people when your back is up against the wall when you're in a box when you're stuck what decisions can you make that is where you can really demonstrate the person's moral floor it goes back to you know what you said reminded me of that um you know scripture uh matthew 10 16 
Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And people mistaken the interpretation. For me, it seems, hey, you've got to be innocent and kind and your intention should be pure. But that doesn't mean that you won't be shrewd, discerning, and cautious uh, in the way you react to your interactions. So, you know, for, for me, I, I agree with you. We shouldn't take what happened and just assume because not everything is what it seems. This is a show. It's orchestrated. You've said something very important, and that is the expectations that others place on you because you said A, therefore you should, sorry, I've got the hiccups, act as B. That's not the way life works. The fact is that you can say A, you can even disagree with B, but no one should make an assumption that because you said A, that they impose upon you the way to respond or to behave because we don't spend enough time understanding one another. I was on a spaces a few nights ago and honestly it was bothering me that several people kept asking me a form of a question of how do I reach these people I care about them I want them to know I care about them well I can tell you as a shrink I do not give my opinion for a very long time or at the outset or whatever. If I don't understand how their mind works, how they think, the way in which they interpret things, I'm useless. They might as well just walk away from me, not pay me, and not that I necessarily care about the payment. I care about making a difference and reaching those significant baubles that are playing in their mind. We too often as much as I think the Democrats come from hubris thinking they know everything. In general, politicians have made an assumption that we are a culture of being an ignorant society that doesn't care about things. I think there's some truth in that, but that truth has expired. We have people, people in general, and again, I'm not talking party affiliation or anything, but we have people who have cared about our country, about politics, pulled back, became apathetic, things went wrong, got a little bit more engaged, um, depending on the size of this group it really doesn't matter the bottom line is more and more and more people have opened 
their eyes. They don't have to post. They don't have to say anything. The fact is they've realized that there is an entity that has tried to screw them over. And that is their motivation to know more of the truth. I couldn't ask for anything more of the people because when people know the truth, they will either do the right thing or the wrong thing. But if they're part of MAGA, they're going to opt for the right thing. Well, we can and, thank President Trump for that. He helped well, no, 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 the eyes stop. for many. Sorry, stop. I don't. I, I, I rarely come out strongly disagreeing. We can thank the people for having the strength to embrace it. Because if we don't thank them, if we don't acknowledge their own strength, Trump didn't do it. He didn't put gold stars on their forehead. He didn't give them an attaboy or put a pat on their back. He no, gave he gave them the, the directive that he's giving it back. And you're right. And that is correct. We wouldn't be here right now still fighting and winning. People aren't seeing that we're actually winning if they didn't have the courage to stand up. And that's, exactly. that's correct. And uh, I, I get lots of comments in response to what I write on Substack or my occasional posts on LinkedIn or Twitter. And I just love when I get, you've got to tell Trump we need action now. And of course, my response is always, Honestly, I never understood years ago what let God let go meant. But if we believe that there is a power greater than ourselves, then we are capable of let go and let God. And there isn't any other decision maker around that I can see that wants to make life better than our life already is. I have to agree. I, I am actually proof of that. When you leave your life into the hands of God and say, you know what, I, I can't control this. I have full faith in you and I know you exist. Not I believe, but I know it's it, the world is your oyster after that. And the people uh, are starting to see that. Uh, my, sorry for interrupting, but my life has always been to, uh, in all my consulting, all my consulting, et cetera, has been to focus on the customer. Right now, I need to tell your customers your listeners, I have gone way over time. Yep, you got to hop off and maybe we can do it. I know you're overbooked. Um, wait, but wait, stop, stop, stop. I'm doing this incredible apology to them and you interrupted You need not. <laughs> we are so excited for you, Dr. Dan. You need not apologize. 
they I know. know. I just want them to know if I could go on, I have enjoyed this to no end. At the same time, I have other obligations moving on to the evening and I would love a repause. Same. Okay. My favorite. You take care. This was really a lovely experience and I thank you for that. We appreciate you. I appreciate you and you know, we have a lot of things happening. We're $30 billion, less than $30 billion away from hey, the $33 trillion I truly, I truly need to leave at this moment Pop because off. my dog has been incredibly patient. Please go ahead, Dr. Dan. I appreciate you. I can't wait to have you back. God bless. So guys, I am going to take one short break. I need to fill up my coffee cup and I am going to play for you one of my favorite videos. And the reason I'm going to play this for you is because it's highly important coming up. This next week is going to be pretty, pretty interesting. And I have a lot to talk about today on Constitution Day and things that are happening. So let's listen to what President Trump had told us a long time ago. Carefully. New Year's. I think you'll understand it more, even though it's just a commencement speech. It says a lot. Here we go. Years from now, some of them may look back and ask themselves whether they've made the right choice, whether they've made the most of the opportunities they've been given. Together, we have the same mission. Over the course of your life, you will find that things are not always fair. You will find that things happen to you that you do not deserve and that are not always warranted. But you have to put your head down and fight, fight, fight. Never, ever, ever give up. Don't give in. Don't back down and never stop doing what you know is right. Nothing worth doing ever, ever, ever came easy. And the more righteous your fight, the more opposition that you will face. In your hearts are inscribed the values of service, sacrifice, and devotion. Now you must go forth into the world and turn your hopes and dreams into action. America has always been the land of dreams because America is a nation of true believers. When the pilgrims landed at Plymouth, they prayed. When the founders wrote the Declaration of Independence, they invoked our Creator four times. Because in America, we don't worship government, we worship God. It is why our currency proudly declares in God we trust. And it's why we proudly proclaim that we are one nation under God. The story of America is the story of an adventure that began with deep faith, big dreams, and humble beginnings. The next generation of American leaders never 
ever give up. There'll be times in your life you'll want to quit. Never quit. Never stop fighting for what you believe in and for the people who care about you. Carry yourself with dignity and pride. Demand the best from yourself. The more people tell you it's not possible, that it can't be done, the more you should be absolutely determined to prove them wrong. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. The more that a broken system tells you that you're wrong, the more certain you should be that you must keep pushing ahead. You must keep pushing forward. And always have the courage, hopes in your hearts, and to express the love that stirs your souls. As long as you have pride in your beliefs, courage in your convictions, and faith in God, then you will not fail. As long as America remains true to its values, loyal to its citizens, and devoted to its creator, then our best days are yet to come. May God bless the class of 2017. May God bless the United States of America. And I just want to let you know that God blesses you. And I want to just say. In regards to this impeachment, I would like to tell you that, okay, we all know that this impeachment is a wolf in sheep's clothing. But I will tell you, like I said earlier, I can count the good on one hand. And sometimes you have to introduce things correctly. I mean, you know what? What do people say? I don't know anything. I'm a grifter. I'm this, I'm that, you know, all that stuff, right? I'm going to tell you, I had a very difficult decision to make, which I, I prayed on it. I thought about it. I had actually made the decision that would have put me in harm's way. Harm's way in respects to, um, and I will say this, very important people said you might even be off, not by the feds, but the actual people because of a maneuver in regards to information dissemination. And so I decided to pivot. And that pivot, is exactly what God needed to throw my way. And I appreciate that. I think um, the prayers that are being said for our nation and the prayers that I have been putting, you know, I was mulling it around a lot. And I was like, it's okay. That's all I can say on that. And um, it was for the best.
uh, now in regards to the impeachment. You know, when you're corrupt, and, and, and oh, and that is another thing. Guys, I was a swamp creature. I know how they work. I know how they talk. I know how they walk. I know how they put things together. I mean, there's no one better than myself to tell you what they're planning because it's the same MO, only upgraded to fit the times that they're implementing it on. This is why history is so important. But what's... What's fascinating is, is that I caught myself making that decision and putting myself in harm's way, which was unnecessary because I thought like I used to, I was in that same pocket due to the frustration, right? Due to the frustration that I have, how slow things are and how horrifically disgusting it is. I mean, even though Dr. Jan was talking, we were having a conversation for people to listen and, 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 and not just hear the conversation, but listen. Things like, oh, this and that. And, or comments like, oh, Michael Curry did the Eric. He didn't do the Erickson report. The ICLJ did. All he did was repackage it. Like, stop. Get out of here. Please. Please. Like, stop. This is why I prefer not putting video because people pay attention to what's behind you, your face, your movements, right? Rather than pay attention to what's being said. And, and we're so conditioned to talk smack that people are still putting things out. Now, going back to the impeachment, uh, Zeus Jupiter just made the same comment saying that they are not allowed to um, base experience on age for the position. It's an ADA issue. I'll tell you what, national security will trump that, okay? The thing is that there are some, I mean, I'm nobody. Let's just say it's coming home, okay? It's coming home, okay? When I say this, it's coming home. I mean, you all know that I had portions of the laptop before anybody had the laptop, like before Rudy Giuliani got it you know, which then gave it to Maxi, which then gave it, to, you know, I gave it to Garrett Ziegler, but he says it didn't work when he got home. So then he got that too, right? I've had it way before anybody. And that's thanks to the FedNet. A lot of good people within the FBI, within the CIA, within the State Department, within every single agency, there are very good people that are working very, very hard extremely hard. So understand, even just from your community, you see very deranged people and kind people. You see woke people, anti-woke people. You see people that are confused about their gender, others that are not, others that just walk away when you ask them factual questions, but they're good people. So always remember that. See. We need to go back to the thing where we're not believing in good and in God, but knowing there's the difference, the knowing part. As I said, our debt clock right now is at 32.9 trillion. We're 30, less than 30 billion away for the 33 trillion mark. Okay. Our clock is literally ticking. October 2nd is going to be insane, insane. 
But next week is where everything starts to pop off. These next few weeks are completely bizarre. You know, it's so weird that FEMA is organizing some shutdowns, some broadcasts on the same day that they want to try in Georgia. People are not taking a step back to look at what's being said. And this is the problem that we have. We have too many pundits that pundit or that pun, that pun, that opine, right? That opine with bullshit, right? That makes them special or important. And it's, 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 it's horrific. It's bullshit. Okay. Again, I will spell, spell it out. Bullshit. Okay. Bullshit. Now, many of you believe that you're going to see everything that's going on. You don't. And I can't even repeat most of the things that are going on. I can tell you that I've been to the, you know, Capitol Hill Club many times in my life as a presidential appointee. And I saw for the first time, no bushies. Well, I didn't. Actually, the person that was with me was like, whoa, they only have good presence. I didn't even pay attention to it until it was pointed out. I was like, wait a minute. Bush used to sit there. What? 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 Bushes are gone. So there are a lot of things happening and a lot of people playing certain roles that are necessary. Okay. They're very necessary. But you're in the forest. All you're going to see is trees. All you're going to see is trees. What you need to focus on, and that's the main thing that I appreciated Dr. Halper putting out, is that you need to start trusting your gut. You know, I, I see people all the time saying you're talking cryptic. I don't talk cry cryptic. It's fucking English. Cryptic is the bullshit, like, we have it all. And it's like, what do you have? You're sitting in a basement talking smack. I just have to say that there are very good people that we have in Congress. Very good, good, good people. It's going to be a lot of fun. Though I am miffed at the fact that the FBI is not even trying to pretend that they're not wiretapping me because no matter how many times someone calls me, I get the tap tap, you know. Guys, you got to do a better job at that, okay? It sucks. So they already know it's coming, good and bad. They can't stop it, though. See, that's the point. Impeachment wishes it to go. But it'll be flipped on its head by people who don't exist. And that's going to be fun. So let's, get, let's just go to the Constitution before I get into delve into that and some of the J6 stuff. So, and I'm glad that Dr. Jan brought up executive order, um, you know, that extended the emergency of foreign interference in elections because that is uh, very important because I'd like you to understand the simile that I'm about to state. A lot of people don't know about the Washington Treaty of 1871, right? In a scenario right now that we're in, we have the government going to war with its own citizens in, a tan, in an attempt to maintain or consolidate power and control. That, my friends, means that we are at civil war. It's only civilized, and I've said this before. It is a civilized war that we are in. Because a civil war typically, in anyone's mind, involves armed conflict, 
act, right, with a single country or state or different factions, which may include government or rebel groups and fighting for control and whatever reasons. But here are the key characteristics and tell me you do not see it. We are at conflict within ourselves. There is a civil war within our borders that involves all of us. It's the government against the people. That's how it looks. Tell me that it does not look like that. And I will tell you how wrong you are. There are multiple factions as well. Civil wars, actually, one identifying factor of civil wars is that they feature multiple factions with competing interests or ideologies. Let's give an example. We have the right-wing alleged media, right? And we are not right-wing. All of us here right now having these conversations are not right-wing. None of us are right-wing. Q, not right-wing, okay? There is no side in our country. We are one. We are all centrist. We sit in the middle because we love freedom, right? We love freedom, right? So we sit in the middle. We're not right wing. We don't identify with right or left. We're just Americans. We're not black or white. We are the same thing inside. But in civil wars, we need multiple factions to have a successful civil war. Because this will include government factions. Oh, I agree with this. I don't agree with that. It'll have rebel groups, George Floyd groups, BLM, Sunrise Movement, MAGA, Proud Boys, you know, you know, Oath Keepers, 20 percenters, 3 percenters, 10 percenters, whatever the fuck percent you want to be, you know, that all, you know, have their own ideologies, right? And they compete with each other's for interests and ideologies. They piss on each other's trees to see who's more important. Okay? Okay? If you imagine our country as the bald eagle, it needs a left and a right wing to soar, which means that there needs to be balance in the middle which means that we take some of the right and some of the left ideologies to be able to fly, right? Right now, we have people egging us to be only on one side. Our eagle will fall. So this is why we are in such confusing times, such bewildering times too, where we're having conflicting information. And like I said, the people that want to shut you up the most are worried that you're going to tell them the truth. Like if someone asked me straight up, hey, what do you think about this person, right? Face to face, which I wouldn't have a problem answering. I will tell it to your face because I don't stab people behind their back. I don't talk shit behind people's back. I say it straight to their face. So, I mean, that's terrifying for a lot of people. People don't like that. They don't like straight talk because then they can't control you. Now, that's how civil wars pander on that too, but now, you have to understand that in the Civil War, there are political and ideological motivations that bring it. Civil wars arise from political, uh, ethnic, religious, economic uh, differences, grievances, and ideological standpoints, right? And we've got all of them going at the same time. We've got economic issues. We've got grievances with the government on how they're acting. We've got religious issues. Dang, you're not even seeing it yet. The Catholic militants, that's going to be a big problem coming forward. We have ethnic issues. There are still people that are like, all Muslims are bad because they were brainwashed by an actual Muslim to do that so they can create more dichotomy. We have, you know, political issues too. Now, there are radical movements 
in every single section. Radical movements in the whole discrimination by color, radical movements in the whole discrimination by sex orientation, radical movements in religion too. And, I, and I'm gonna say this again. <clears throat> While we think that the drug cartels of Mexico are pretty bad, wait till you see the religious cartels, okay? Why do you think those are separated by state? Pay attention to see who's paying for all the destruction to our infrastructure. Who's paying for all these speeches for people to come and tell you how amazing they are. Pay attention to who's paying for the hotels in New York. And then you have to wonder, why are they housing all these people in hotels? What are they going to do with all those humans now that they're going to say, well, you're sick, so we're just going to drag you off. India already started. And the thing is, I love India. But India as a government does not love their pover impoverished people. And they've got too many Indians living within their borders that they need to call. In any civil war, the central authority of government has to break down or face challenges from insurgent or rebel groups. And that leads to prolonged conflict and instability. Now, have rebel groups or insurgents come in? Hence why they pull that insurrection show. Hmm. Do you know that one of the lead organizations that helped facilitate the bodies to make it look like a mob is actually working with the people that are in jail right now? You all know I don't like Enrique Tario because he's a criminal informant, right? But what's happened to him is not fair. And I'll defend that shit. I don't agree with half the shit they did. Only because they were playing the stupid Brooks Brothers. Bullshit in 2023 doesn't work. But I will sit and I will defend you even if I don't like you. Or I don't agree with what you're doing. I will defend the fuck out of you. Because if I don't defend you, you won't defend me in the future. Per se. I, I don't expect Enrique Tario to come to my rescue but you know what i mean kind of like the austin steinbard i would talk about how he was being detained not because i liked him or that i agreed with the bullshit he was feeding but i was trying to demonstrate that if they can hold him on nonviolent crimes and throw him in prison before his court they will do it in the future tell me i was wrong because you're seeing it now tell me i was wrong because you're seeing it now anyone could tell me that i was wrong on that Absolutely not. So we are at civil war. We have a civil war. It's been going on. And this civil war has entered into international territory because it draws external actors who support one side to the other. Bring me back to the Alabama claims. And I want you to pay attention to the Alabama claims when I'm going to tell you because it's really important. The Treaty of 1871 is, is a very significant event in U.S. history. It is called the Treaty of Washington, which was signed on May 8th, 1871. And it was between the U.S. and Great Britain, which was also violated, I would say, with Christopher Steele and all that bullshit with the Russia hoax, but we haven't gotten there yet. We're still at infancy stages right now because that's going to come back real hard. This treaty resolved several disputes between the United States and the United Kingdom. 
key thing was the Alabama claims. And like I said earlier, while having the conversation with Dr. Jan, what happened was the British were building ships for the Confederates. And then the Confederates were taking those ships and they were causing harm to the Union. So basically there was international or foreign interference in domestic issues like a civil war, which has been now taken and written to be not okay and that you can be sued. I mean, I, as the United States, if I had any power, let's just pretend that I was one of the nameless advisors of the presidential board of advisors. The first thing I would do is get the best legal minds and say, how the fuck do we sue the United Kingdom, Australia, De Denmark, Germany, Germany, key here, Germany, France, and all the other nations that helped with the Russia hoax because they interfered in an American civil war. And see, what happened during the Alabama claims was that, you know, those ships that Britain created for the Confederates created significant damage to Union merchant ships, stopped our trade, caused us issues. So, you know, we sought out damages. Hey, you involved yourself in our bullshit. Now you need to pay because we have monetary damages. So I, I'd like all of you to ponder for a second while I check, you know, the chats because I have to go back and forth. And I am going to be changing the way I do these shows so it's a lot easier But um, to see all the comments. But I want you to think, right? With just the Russia hoax, that foreign interference into the civil war of us being able to elect the president, which we already knew they were going to steal the elections. We stopped that. And we bottlenecked it to one state. I made that clear. You should go back and listen carefully to what I have said. We bottlenecked it to one state, and that's Georgia. Oh, shit's going to pop off. Wait till you see it comes out in Georgia. But we have to be very careful because there's a lot of people there that don't want us to succeed. And there are people that are hiding within our movement playing the game. Mm. So having said that, how do we quantify the damages of the Russia hoax? Let me see if there's music. Ah, you know, they don't have that Jeopardy song, but I know they have music in this app. Give me a second. Let's play music for like a minute while I read the messages to see what kind of damages would you claim from those nations that had their stupid fake ass spies that were all paid through SES funds. That's how they paid the Penn Quarterly Group. That's how they paid Fusion GPS. That's how Perkins Coy commingled the money. It was all a distraction. We need to get that budget gone, but uh, allow me to see. But like what damages do you believe we incurred as a people? Let's see. There's no thing in it. sound. So let's see, is this gonna play? <laughs> okay, and to be clear, I'm not talking about monetary damages that we will ask for. Like, where would you say you as a person in our nation? What was the pain and suffering that can be monetized and quantified? that was exerted on you because of the Russia hoax. All right, let me stop this um, down-tempo music that this app has. So it violated our right to free and fair election. That's, that's pretty true. That's pretty true, 
But we did have the election and he was elected in 2016, right? They preemptively did the Russia hoax, which was to influence the election. So there you go. Great job, Mia. That's exactly where, sh where we should be looking at, right? We should be looking at that. We should be looking at what damages did they do? There was foreign interference in our election process. Prior to it, they were bringing up the whole dossier that we knew the feds paid for, but they had muddled it so much with foreign assets that you couldn't see them until you got the nitty gritty of it. And they were just like showing their tushes, right? All their tushies, fiddlesticks. They were all out mooning us like crazy. And we sat there and lapped it all up and tried to defend something that they had paid for. I say, you know, since none of them are actually paying for the defense we have there, right? They, they just wipe our debt clean. And it's like, getting, you know, let's just sever our ties. That's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. You want to cut a deal financially? Me, me, I, I would like to sue the shit out of every damn nation that participated and offered up intelligence, because there are communications. HSI, you know there are, right? There are communications where they're discussing the damn dossier, all right? And we had Mueller smooth that over. He cut deals with people within President Trump's camp to screw him, you know? And allow me to speak to that, too. So, what was that comment? Let me pull it up. So, In the Matrix had uh, a good friend of mine, Jason Sullivan, on their show. What was that comment they put that I'm like, I'm working with um, someone? Hold on. Let me, let me, I don't remember it. Let me find it again. Let me find it. Because this is the type of stuff that I should respond to thoroughly. God, there's so much I want to tell you guys, but I can't. Only because it would compromise the situation. Um, let's see. Yeah, I know I posted it on Telegram. I know I did. Where MG's show said something like that. I work with people or something. I've seen pictures walking around. Uh, floating around with me and General Flynn working together. I don't work with General Flynn, okay? I lost my job defending him, which I really want to say why I was defending him, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut again. Um, I did tell you that the only reason I defended him was not because I thought he was in the right, but because I saw that he stood up for his soldiers, which was the first time I've seen a politicized general do, and therefore his moral floor is one that I appreciate. Gosh darn it, where is that thing? I know I posted it on Telegram for sure, but I post so much information for you guys to sit and ponder on. I... um. I lose track sometimes. Let me see if I can find it. The MG show said something, something. Give me a second. There it is. Tori works for Stone and Burn. Have you guys ever heard something so stupid? Let me put it on here. Give me a second. Let me, let me put it up so you guys can see it. I'm not joking. That shit came up. I'm not joking. Stop it. I'm like, where's this guy getting this stuff from? 
<laughs> it's the stupidest thing I've ever, ever heard. Ever. Like, and this, and then there are people that actually get information from idiots like this. From idiots like this that would say something like that. And, you know, I know a lot of people think I hate Stone. And I understand why he took her deal. I mean, his age, the shit he goes through. I mean, with his little prostitute lady, you know, everything. But, you know, it's kind of like, dude, just why don't you just shut up and butt out? Just, it's not okay. But here, let me show you. These people that are supposedly giving you the truth and taking heat now. Taking heat now. And they're going to make themselves martyrs, right? Here, here's the comment. Can anyone see the truthfulness in this? Can you guys see this? Can you guys see that? So let me tell you something. This is how I build boxes. So um, people that have weird protections, like there's a lawsuit that I've been paying attention to, right? That um, uh, is filed in DC. And it's for people that are in charge uh, that were, you know, participating in J6 and the Capitol Police want all these damages and stuff. But then the weird thing is Ali Akbar, who is now known by everyone, is CIA. He's a freaking asset, a hip pocket asset, hip pocket gay prostitute asset, right? Obviously coming from Stone Camp because he had the twinks for Trump, which were a lot of guys that look super young that were posing suggestively saying that they were for Trump. Like it was the most disgusting thing. But I mean, look at who he has for PR. A lady that was in investment banking and then pimped out high-class prostitutes. Like get out of here. These are the people you listen to. The people that pimp women out for money is who you listen to. The people that get paid to talk to people is who you listen to. That's a big problem. Big problem. Big, big problem. Oh, but that's the thing. You live in this illusion, right? That they're smarter than you or better than you. They're not. They're nobody. They're absolutely nobody. They're only what you say they are. So going back. So obviously I published this, um, this documentary on Rumble and I also put it on Locals. Um, locals didn't put it back up. Rumble did because I have the right to respond to the DCMA, right? Locals didn't. Obviously, you know, Roger Stone probably called Patrick Byrne or Joe Flynn and said, oh, she needs to take that down. No, 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 no. Even your madam confirmed that that was real. And not only that, the guy came to me with a copyright claim. So I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is and go to war with them on copyright. Not because I want to save your ass. Obviously, it'll prove that you lied, Roger but it'll also prove that Five Eyes Intelligence was involved in this whole fucking scenario from 2015 until today. Until today. But you know, when you cut a deal with people like Mueller, right? Unfortunately, you must take in whatever assets they tell you, end of story. That's the way it is, okay? That's the way it is. And so while I was traveling, I'm obviously, <laughs> I've been called in to testify in certain places. One state was already predetermined that I was asked to come to, but the others, and then I, I've been sued by Biden, Joe, but whatever, that's not going anywhere. And it's just 
whatever. Whatever, Joe. Whatever, Joe. You won't even survive to see it anyway. So anyway, I put it there so that way we can see what it is. Again, like Dr. Jan said, right? He has renewed the executive order. Why would he do that for foreign interference? Like I said, there's two reasons. One, the good guys that are running the show are masked as subservient to the not, to the, to the Obama lackeys, to Obama. Let's put it that way. So they're like, yo, you need to renew this because if Trump's smart, he's going to use foreign intelligence. And if Russia starts to participate, we can nail him with that. So we need to have this executive order. You see how you build a fucking box? You build a box where you're like, yo, if you interfere in elections, you're in trouble. They, they did. They interfered in the election process. Foreign interference was present in the 2020 election process, but they won't let you prove it. You can go there with, you know, someone admitting it. You can go there with actual communications that the NSA already has where they are planning it and they will still look you dead in the face and say, it's not relevant. There was no there there. But if you turn around and use someone else, we're going to ping it on you, which is great because now you're forced to maintain that EO and we're just patient as fuck. I am the most impatient patient person you will ever meet. I'm not very nice sometimes, especially when I see bullshit, high school bullshit, playground bullshit, when our nation is literally on fire and we are a breath away from having casualties, even though we will win, because not everyone will be on the other side. And that is what frustrates me the most, that people don't understand that. They're unable to digest that. You know, in that clip that I showed in the beginning uh, with Charlie Chaplin's son, which you know what? Actually, I want to play it again. So if you guys want to listen to the rest of this show, please hop on to Rumble. I'm live there. I don't want to be, I, I probably might have it on Twitter. I don't know. I might get a DCMA there. They're pretty frisky lately. So I'm going to just disconnect Facebook and YouTube now. Um, so hop over to Rumble because I don't want to get, you know, taken out. So for those of you that came on late, I'm going to replay that clip because I want you to listen carefully to what was said many years ago and how applicable it is to today. And not so much on the Marxist part. Here we go. Disconnect. But more so on the part of the travel. In that video, it was stated that, um, you know, you're not free because you have to have a passport to travel. And I want you guys to remember that carefully because you now, now cannot travel either, even though they made it seem like you could. You need visas, but soon you will need a digital ID. Tag like cattle. And I want you to listen to this young boy who was talking about uh, an, uh, a very soft anarchy type approach, not a communistic approach, but a more rebellious anarchist approach, because even back in the time of Charlie Chaplin, this was all unfolding. So I want you to see this. Pay attention. This, your majesty, is Rupert, our young editor. How do you do, Rupert? How do you do? Sit down. And what's that you're reading? 
Karl Marx? Surely you're not a communist. Do I have to be a communist to read Karl Marx? Rupert! That's a valid answer. Well, if you're not a communist, what are you? Nothing. Nothing? I dislike all forms of government. But somebody must rule. And I don't like the word rule. Well, if we don't like the word rule, let's call it leadership. Leadership in government is political power. And political power is an official form of antagonizing the people. What magazine did you say he edits? A commentary on current events. <laughs> Pardon me, Lester. But, uh, my dear young man, politics are necessary. Politics are rules imposed upon the people. In this country, rules are not imposed. They are the wish of all free citizens. Travel around a bit, then you'll see how free they are. Yes, but you didn't let me finish. They have every man in a straitjacket. And without a passport, he can't move a toe. But if you'll allow me to finish... In a free world, they violate the natural rights of every citizen. But you don't let me fully... They have become the weapons of political despots. Yes, but may and I... And if you don't think as they think... You're deprived of your passport. Will you allow me to... To leave a country is like breaking out of jail. Yes, And to enter a country is like going through the eye of a needle. But Am I free to travel? Of course you're free to travel. Only with a passport. Will you allow me to say something? Only with a passport. Do animals need passports? <laughs> Have you finished? It's in Congress that in this atomic age of speed... We are shut in and shut out by passports. If you'll shut up and let somebody else talk... And free speech, does that exist? No, you've got it all. And free enterprise. We were talking of passports. Today it's all monopoly. All right. Now will you... Can I go me? into the automobile business and compete with the auto trust? If I can get in a word... Not a chance. Can I go into the grocery business and compete with the chain stores? Will you shut up? Not a chance. Monopoly is the menace of free enterprise. As I look back 60 years ago... Where were you 60 years ago? He was a glint in his great-grandfather's eye. Very well now. Have you finished? Now let me say something. Let me tell you how wrong you are. In the first place... <laughs> in the first place... Now I've forgotten what I wanted to say. Of course he forgot what he wanted to say. This is from the movie, The King of New York. I shared that clip, that snippet in Telegram. It wasn't it wonderful how people used to speak back then. This is the only reason that I follow this, you know, content creator called Sophia that was on Buzzfeed and now she does her own stuff. It's because I love the way she enunciates words. I, I find it extremely like, sex to my ears. Okay. Um, seriously, I'm dead serious. I don't know if you guys have ever followed her, but, um, and seen her content, she does, you know, ditzy things and she's super following the lead of what the masses tell her, but her dictation and her articulation of words is fantastic. So this is from the movie King of New York that you just watched. Um, and it's a great, uh, uh, great movie. Now, having said that, oh, where do I, shit, I am so, I have so much to say and, and I don't even know where to pick it and start. Going back to the Alabama claims, this is exactly where we're at. It's almost like an Alabama claim. I mean, if anything, I would kindly urge, and I will actually lobby it myself. Is that called? Is that what it's called, lobbying? I don't know. Without paying money, I'll just be a, a nuisance 
until we actually file a lawsuit against the foreign intelligence agencies, specifically Germany. And I say this without reserve, specifically Germany, for interfering in our election process. J6 was a foreign intelligence operation. There was no fucking Antifa. I don't want to hear that. There were Antifa people there, but they didn't do anything. Okay? That was all planted information to distract. That was the federal government distracting you so you can run in circles. Almost like the Russia hoax was Russia created. Russia did it. Russia, 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 Russia. Ukraine, Ukraine, Russia, 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 Russia. When it was British, German, Australian, Danish. I can continue. So again, it's all about clicks like selling books and being important. They planted that information. They planted that information. Period. And people get upset when I say it. And even lawyers for the J6ers get upset when I say it. And I was like, you're losing because you are working with the information that they have planted. So you are not going to win any fucking case because you are going with the narrative. And you should not go, but, we're, but here's the other problem that these J6 attorneys have is that they can't move from the narrative because that is what the right-wing idiot plants that are all fucking feds have planted too and the people that are even arrested are thumping the same misinformation so how are you going to win when you're playing in a field that doesn't exist and you're going off of misinformation you lose so the executive order must be invoked, but how do you do it? And hence, why I said I was putting myself in the line of fire. But I'm not. Could you imagine if people actually thought that I was going against President Trump? I did. I was like, all right, so what? What if they kill me? Then what? Who cares? The truth is going to come out. And I'm not talking about feds or anything. That's just stupid. I'm talking about insane people that are blackpilled, kind of like the in the matrix people. They got totally fucking derailed. Huh? It's so easy. They just find one little piece. It's so easy. And then they derail you, but it was always, you're going to be derailed. You were always going to be derailed. Every single one of you are going to be derailed when you're seeking validation from other people. I sit and I talk. No one wants to listen. I give zero fucks. I'm still going to say what I want to say. I'm still going to put out what I want to put out. And that's it. And if you don't want to hear it, you can move along. I've done my part and that's it. But other people seek validation, right? None of us need to be validated by anybody. Please remember that. None of us need to be validated by anyone. You validate yourself. So again, I'm going to make this statement. And you know, the documentary is coming, right? There's your evidence. This was a foreign intelligence operation deployed on U.S. soil. So that way we can't catch the feds. While we talk about Ray Epps, there's other people. What about the, the older gentleman that were flanking Ali Akbar, who's a CIA asset? Hello? Hello? <sighs> Framing the very people there.
And then they brought this organization that's allegedly working with the Proud Boys that was actually brought in by Ali Akbar to frame them. It's so dumb. You know, it's almost like Charlottesville. Charlottesville was framed, kind of like Dr. Jen Halper said. They framed it in a way to make it look really bad. But all of them were feds. You remember them with their fucking tiki torches? And it was all set up. It was a movie. And they needed to convince you that that was happening. Right? They needed to convince you that that was happening. And it was a freaking movie. They cut it to make it look like that's what's happening. So everyone can agree with that and say, this is what happened. End of story. And you can't refute it because you weren't there. And you're just seeing the footage. But if you guys remember, when I was in D.C., I actually had White House press passes. I remember walking up and everyone had applied and, you know, everyone was denied. You know, no, you're not on the list. You're not on the list. And it's a good thing. I was on the list. The guy even looked at me. He's like, Tori says is not a thing. You're not coming in. You're not on the list. I was like, check it. I was on the fucking list. So I was like, Millie, you can come with me then. That is how we went in. And I was on the list because I was paying attention. People don't pay attention to those details. They don't. They don't. They do not pay attention. It was important that I was there to observe. It was important that I was there to see how it went down. It was important. But you know what else was important? That my counterpart was busy ripping every single feed across the nation that was being put out. So my counterpart was not with me. They were ripping a feed. And then you see the one Ukrainian, and now people are like, oh, the Ukrainians. No, 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 no. Stop. That Ukrainian was hired by the State Department. They're trained. They're one of our own assets. They're just been thrown into the mix in order to dictate the operations, right? The Ukrainians didn't do this. No, 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 no. So now what? Now what? Now what? Now we've got them in a box because they've gone so far deep that the J6 committee didn't even do their job. And that's something that we'll be visiting by Christmas. Let's hope. Our documentary will be released this month once we get the go-ahead. I believe that we're going to do it in two parts, and here's the reason why, rather than just put it. I think people need to see it and understand it because this isn't just for the, you know, the, how do I say, for the people that know that something's wrong. Because what we have to do right now is since 2021, you all have been fed a story because there are people on the right that need to cover their asses too. Okay. Okay. There are a lot of them, right? There are a lot of them. But what we need to do is explain it so that the left sees it too. This is what's so glorious. I know it's super painful. I know everything that we're going through is horrific and there's more to come. And now all of you can see why it was very important for us to support Attorney General Ken Paxton and nominate him as the Attorney General of America in 2021. Now you see it. Back then you didn't and everyone mocked us, but they used our words at the Supreme Court. And now you see where we were going and you see that the case in Texas was the chip that needed to be cashed in. Now you see it in retrospect. You can put pieces together to make sense of it. Going forward, you can't just predict it. You have to have the foundation before to go forward.
Yes or no? All of you participated in that. Every single one of you participated in that. So day six, election interference by foreign entities. I'm telling you that's what happened. You're going to see that's what happened. You know, it was extremely unfortunate. And, and you know what? In one, on one hand, the fact that the dumb guy with the horns, Jacob Ansley, you know, the Steinbart guy being released, right, is a good thing. Because then, you know, now their communications are being monitored. They're being watched by fucking satellites. You can't even detect that shit. That's why I'm like, the FBI needs to get better at, um, <clears throat> At uh, tapping phones. I mean, if I could hear, it's pretty sad. Okay, you just, unless you don't have control of the satellites, so that's pretty interesting. So, having said that, God, there's so much I want to say. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to um, put it together. Kansas is where I'm going to be headed to. Kansas is going to be a battleground pretty awesome. Kansas. And I will be going back to D.C. for a few things. Um, but Kansas is where I'm headed to, so hopefully I will run into my Kansas peeps there at some point. Um, but I will be there, so um, I will let you guys know. Um, there are two things that I'm going to, three things that I'm going to be doing. One of them, actually was not even my idea. It was my counterpart's idea because I believe there's some really good show that can come out of something um, soon. Um, the other one is um, testifying and the other one is, well, Kansas. You got to just trust that. Just leave it alone. Uh, so let's just leave it at that. How's that? So why am I so discombobulated right now? It's because I want to say something and I caught myself to shh. Um. <laughs> My gosh. All right, let's focus. So, Kansas. J6 was a foreign intelligence operation. I've said this before. Pay attention to how they deployed Russia hoax and then apply what you learned to J6 and it'll all make sense. And there are people in fucking jail that have also killed themselves because of this, this is blood on their hands. Ah, uh, Harris, we're coming for you. And the Germans have a lot of explaining to do. So on that note, on that note, let's, let's, let's switch. Let me, let me like decompress because I'm on rumble. I can play this. Let me decompress. Whew. Let me decompress. So will you.
I want it all too. So I'm back. I'm, I, you know, I got to be fully transparent on this. I was in the middle of a conversation with someone in regards to some fires that are, that are lit. And, you know, obviously I'm a nobody. So obviously I don't speak to important things. Right. But I closed it off with a comment they made and I'm going to restart for the last 15 minutes of the show to tell you what I want to tell you and the purpose of this show today. No one will ever know, and this, is, and this goes to you as well, the people, no one will ever know the amount of pain and suffering that someone has gone through or betrayal to become so gentle and understanding, okay? Because the one thing is, that's, that's what was said to me, and that's why I was a little bit distracted, very distracted, was, you know, damn, you're just way too nice. And I'm not nice. I learned to have compassion. Because when you've been put through the ringer, you don't want to see my bad side, though, right? Okay, let's just put it that way. No one will ever know. Because that's personal, right? But also, so for those of you that know God, know this. Those that you believe, maybe this will help you get to know him. One directive that God said to you was to love your enemies and pray for them. But you know who's your worst enemy? It's you. And if you don't love yourself and you don't pray for yourself, then you're violating the first step to knowing God. Not believing, but knowing. Right? There's a big difference. I know. And I hope many of you do too. Now, shifting gears. Shifting some gears. Our national debt clock, as I said, is at 32.9 trillion. 30 billion is all we need. And we've got the Ukrainian coming, asking for exactly that amount, coincidentally, next week. So dumb. So let me tell you how my computer works as well. And that's how I will end the show with the how my algorithm is the best. And people will be like, well, can I play with your computer? No, that would be kind of kind of weird. But before I do, I want you to know that the Treaty of Washington that I referred to, the Treaty of 1871, has not been superseded or terminated in its entirety. In fact, only specific provisions of that treaty, and I wish for most of you to pull that shit up, are related to boundary issues, fisheries, navigation rights, you know, because of NAFTA and stuff like that. But nowhere in there does it say that the primary purpose, which was the primary purpose of the Treaty of Washington, right, was never superseded or terminated which was to resolve the Alabama claims and related disputes between the United States and Great Britain. This aspect of the treaty has been fully executed when the arbitration panel ruled in favor of the United States in 1872. And Great Britain paid the agreed upon compensation. You wanna find out how to eradicate our debt? We should look into the treaty 
of the Alabama claims, which is highly important because if a foreign nation inserts themselves in a civil war that causes damage to the nation itself, it's a big deal. Yeah, ships, they didn't build a ship, but they sent their spies. They sent their intelligence. They set it up in Canada. I mean, Stone, why are you working at CGI in Canada? You think I don't see that shit? See, people need to be paying attention more, huh? Snakes, snakes, snakes. It's your fault if you take them in because they will never change. And I have learned that lesson very soon. I mean, I reached out to people that seem like snakes from their actions. And when I needed help with my child, right, I realized they didn't change their ways. They only shed their skin to be more deceitful. And that's where you cut bitches off. And you're like, I'm done. You're on your own. Now, having said that, Constitution is now under attack or being seen as archaic. But it's not working. As I said in my post before everyone freaked out, oh, Letitia, this, Letitia. I said, by Letitia, not Felicia. We should change that. We should own that. It's by Letitia, right? As you can see, there's chaos ensuing in New York City right now. So much for the migrant crisis. But I can tell you, and I, I will make this statement clear. I always stay at 1717 Broadway. Absolutely always. From when it was a company, I would go there to where I would stay. And my rooms, because, you know, I think people, you know, that's what's funny. People actually think I'm funded or promoted by someone. I'm not. My, my employer is the people. I, I live off what the people send to me. And this is how I fund all of this, right? I usually pay two, maybe $350 a night on, you know, a weekend, right? Because they change the rates for weekends. Guys, the rooms were like 1300, 900, 1500. Like, what the, you know, I, I mean, the Trump looked great, but I just didn't want to share, you know, a bed with, with my coworker. That would be weird, you know? So, um, you know, I actually found a place that, that rents apartments. They used to be old apartments, uh, but they're like a hotel apartment, which was great because it had two separate bedrooms. So I was able to pay $600 for one room that we shared, 600 something. That's before tax and whatever other shit they want to put. But I can tell you that there, as we were exiting, there was like a whole family of people, like eight, nine people living in one place. All of the hotels have been overbooked because they have been purchased for the migrants, which is stymieing business, you know, negotiations. Like people can't fly in for business. I mean, I, I mean, a big business like a bank will pay $1,200 for a shitty ass box room, right? But tourism, dead, right? It's, it's horrific. And the tourists are terrified being at the hotel because they have so many illegal migrants hanging out there. And there's like 20 of them in a room. And, you know, and uh, you and I, when we travel, if you have an extra person in your room, you might have someone knocking on the door. So, so this is fact. Letitia, you know, it's almost like, you know, I like dropping matches and just going and, and watching it from a distance. Because it's, it's really important that people pay attention to the foundations of what's going on. And then you have to wonder, why are they sequestering them all here? Why here? Why in New York City? Why are they 
putting them in New York City? What are they going to do with all those human beings there that are evacuating Americans and tourists from being there? And I say this evacuating, I should say ejecting rather than evacuating. The evacuation is going to come later. Why are they ejecting them? It's a big deal, you guys. It is a very, very big deal. And as someone that is from New York, born and bred, you know, it breaks my heart. But it is the big apple. Take a bite of that apple. And then you will see the Empire State. It's in shambles. And also, hey, New Yorkers, your mayor, okay, mayor of New York City, is using taxpayer dollars to pay NBC, ABC, and Fox to advertise for you to drink your tap water. And I hear people saying, we have the best tap water. I'm not doubting it. But when you see your government using your city and state tax dollars to advertise for you to drink the tap water, that's when you fucking don't drink the tap water. And then you start to ask questions. Why are you using my taxes to tell me to drink tap water that comes out of my sink? Questions that should be asked and no one's paying attention because we're going down different rabbit holes and trying to understand life as a whole. Here's, here's my, here's my, my advice, unsolicited, of course, right? I'm just going to say it. Stop trying to figure out the notion of life and start trying to figure out how you can make things better with what you know, okay? Because while you fall into the delve, into the, 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 the little holes of Satan and numerology and, and MKUltra and, and laser beams and gods and history and, and, and focus on the things you have in your hand. Focus on the history you've been taught and what has been sold to you. Focus on the story that you've been told and see how you can utilize that story for your advantage. The rest will come. Right? It's kind of like I said with the J6er. Huh. You can't win because you still don't understand that what you're using is a story. And if you're using fake scenarios and fake facts, that support you in a fake environment, you will get a fake acquittal, which means you're staying in jail. These are very important things. Very important things. And, and Dr. Jan said it best. We should just let it go. Let go of the things you don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you know something or not, right? Do you know, you know, anything about this. How, how is you knowing about the Sumerians going to help you right the fuck now, right? When they're locking people down in India to cull the population. How do you think knowing, right, about, I don't know, laser beams or chemtrails, right, is going to help you gain back your city? I'm not saying it's not good because that's information that helps you broaden your perspective. But what you should be focusing on is things that you can make change if you actually sit down and do it. You know, we still have people that sit in chat groups and 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 on on, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, talking shit. Oh, so and so things are better, and it's like shut up. Nobody cares. What the fuck are you doing to fix this? I mean, seriously though, it feels like this is romper room. 
and no one's seeing what the big issue is. It's fantastic to broaden your horizon. Do not stop learning. That's one thing. That's when you die. When you stop learning, you die, right? Mentally, physically, everything. You die the minute you stop learning. Learning is fantastic. It is. It is. I, I do it all the time. But we have to know what is actionable knowledge. What is important to actually take hold of our republic and move forward? J6, one aspect. Now the Biden situation. We've already talked about this. See, I, I actually thought there were going to be no elections in 2020. Because I thought that the people would have woken up with the whole damn COVID. No, they didn't. Instead, they became dumber. So this was necessary. And see, again, there's me trying to analyze his ways. You know, it's not like we can think like him, right? We need to be focused on what we're doing locally. All of you should be looking at your religious charities and what they're thumping. Texas should be looking at the Catholic charities that are working with their migrants. New York should be all over that shit. I already popped into New York and they're busy as shit. Texas should be on top of those that wanted to impeach Ken Paxton. Texas should kind of put their brains together to see how we could revamp this chit that we gave uh, Attorney General Paxton to cash in for freedom. Because we needed that one. And I talked about it already, that I was kind of sad that, you know, we may have to lose that one temporarily for the greater good, which makes us even stronger coming back. See, these are the things that we should be focusing on. Not catty bullshit, right? Because I could tell you when I was traveling, like, I, I don't know what's wrong with people. But even in my own chat, let me get this straight. You're in my chat. I can fucking ban you if I want to. It's not a free platform. It's my chat, right? Free platform is open source, like Twitter, Truth, and shit like that, right? My chat. You put shit on there that then gets the New York Times and Waypo emailing me while I'm traveling, I'm going to fucking boot you, okay? Because people don't seem to understand that there are people amongst us, right, that you know, maybe resonate lower because they're frustrated or whatever. I mean, take a look at In the Matrix and Shady Group. They just shot themselves in their foot, blackpilling themselves. Are the things that they're saying wrong? Mm, sort of. I mean, they took my BCCI article from like fucking years ago and now they're revamping it. I mean, that's what everybody does. They dig into my old shit and then they bring it back up to make it relevant. Kind of like the way Michael Curry, he's stuck on the Erickson report because he's like, I got famous from this. So duh, 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 duh. Look at this. It's like, shut up. So you expose, ICLJ has been doing it. I contributed to that shit 10 years ago, just some of this shit. Like, what, how is this helping us right now? It's not. We're not having fruitful and meritful conversations, right? And we have to speak to people that may not be on the level we are at. And we have to learn not to be frustrated. Anyone that's traveled with me or is in my, you know, vicinity will know I will strike up conversations with people next to me in an Uber. And the first thing I will say is, how's it going? Mm, we need Trump back so we don't go to war. I agree is what they say. That's all you have to do is start conversations. Start freaking conversations. That's all you have to do. Start conversations with people, no matter where they're at, start that conversation. Check out counter girl. You know, you're at the supermarket and you're paying. How's your day? Ask them how their day is engage in a conversation. How is your day? And they will come back. It's shitty. It's good. It's not so good. Whatever they tell you, right? Be like, 
yeah, it's it's really hard. The taxes are going high, gas, and they'll agree with you because they're feeling it too. Kind of like Samson's song. He's feeling it. It's there. And that's where you go, you know, even though Trump was a little bit salty, damn, we sure, I, I think we need him back so we could stop the wars and maybe get back on our feet and, and reconfigure. And they will agree with you. All you have to do is plant that freaking seed. That's all you have to do. You don't have to be aggressive. I mean, sometimes I do get aggressive, right? I do. When I hear nonsense, oh my gosh, I snap back like nobody's business. You think, you know, gay men with an attitude snap back? Girl, you have not seen me get pissed off, okay? I'm just saying, I can snap back like nobody's business. But we have to be more tempered and we have to start these conversations. We have to start meeting offline. I've been saying it for years. Meet offline. Know your people. Know them. <sighs> Encourage each other to keep going forward. Before I slip, it, it's going to slip my mind, isn't it? And it did. I wanted to say there's something that we all have to do. And no one's paying attention to this. So if you remember, I've talked to you about the water before and that there's water shortages. Now a lot of people laughed about it. What? Our state has water. And, 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 and again, going back to the water in New York, using taxpayer dollars to pay the media to advertise to you to turn on your tap and drink it. Okay? I want you guys to know that we have an actionable claim as a people against the FDA. And I'm mulling around uh, and any suggestions would be great. Um, you know, get them to sigh if they're actually s suggestions, not like, you know, oh, psh, or, or maybe I could just put this out on the chat. Maybe you guys can put in some ideas because I'm trying in the midst of all this shit that I'm doing, trying to think of this. Berkey filters, the Berkey water filters. As you all know, we love them, right? They're great. They purify water, right? Um, <coughs> they're fantastic. The FDA has claimed that Berkey filters are pesticides. I repeat, the FDA has claimed that Berkey filters are pesticides. Did you hear that correctly? Pesticides. Now, Berkey is suing the FDA for labeling them as a pesticide. Why would the FDA label a water filtration system as a pesticide? Now because they don't want us using them. So now I'm trying to figure out how we can all insert ourselves with our affidavits of misuse of funds and altering the law and side with Berkey on this and maybe send affidavits or something that I use a Berkey filter. It's fantastic. I have shitty ass water in Cleveland. You could smell the chemicals from a distance. And once putting it in a filter, I kid you not, I had like almost the, the top layer, you couldn't even see the bottom of it. It was all brown and disgusting after the distillation. So we need to help Berkey filters. And I have no promotions by them. They don't send me shit, right? They have expensive ass filters, as you all know. <laughs> Very expensive, but they work, right? But we should side with them because we, the people, need to be hurt. This, you know, this might be just a blip for other people. See, that's the problem. People don't know what battles are necessary to be fought to win the fucking war. This is one of them, right? Why would the FDA claim that a Berkey filter is a pesticide? 
That makes absolutely no sense because they don't want us filtering or distilling our water on our own. So again, we need to figure it out. So I would like you guys to ponder on that. And maybe tomorrow during my show, um, you know, we can revisit this because I'd love for you. I'd love for you to think of ideas that we can all brainstorm all freaking in America. We're 10,000 right now watching, right? 6,000 on rumble, 6,200 on rumble. Um, and so many others on the other little avenues of closed chat groups. I think all of us need to start putting our minds together to figure out because if we can stymie this, because the law, if it's a pesticide, they can ban us from actually using this stuff. They can ban us from being allowed to distill our water and cleaning it. So it's important. Next topic. Okay, let me run through it quick. As you know, um, I also um, made mention, I, I picked up Hera after her deployment. The day after I arrived back home, I had to pick her up from the airport and I drove my electric car to the pharmacy to get myself and stock up on over-the-counter medicine because they are going to be removing them off the shelf. The FDA had made a claim that they don't work. After so many decades, they don't work. Because what they want to do is not allow people to pacify the symptoms, but to go to a hospital and have to get whatever they give you. And I've told you that even the medications you get from the pharmacy, right, are what? Part cohort. So you might go in there thinking you're getting, what, blood pressure medication, but they might be giving you cyanide. You don't know that. You're not the pharmacist. It's not labeled and it doesn't come in a brand package. And then they'll just say, oh, that was a mistake. Our fault. Boom. Or they'll make you sicker. See, this is, this is it. This is it. This is why we need to be paying attention. So I went and stocked up on a few. I mean, I would suggest going to the supermarket since the pharmacies are done. But this is how they're preemptively doing it for what's coming. So make sure you stock up on your, you know, ZZ Quill, you know, NyQuil, DayQuil, Sudafed, all the decongestants they don't want because you know what's going to happen? You might just have a cold, but you might have nasal drip. They're taking away antihistamines as well. So Benadryl, you know, and I would highly suggest for people that do respond to this, uh, you know, um, for antihistamines, uh, like if you get nasal drip or when you're sick, the one thing that I found works like magic, and I learned this in, in when I went to med school, uh, is Zizol. Zizol dries up all the mucus in your nose. So you will be still stuffy, but you won't be dripping. And, um, and you'll have cotton mouth too, but because it dries up everything. So I would say, um, uh, you know, just have it on hand, restock, you know, um, naproxen, ibuprofen, paracetamol. I, I prefer um, naproxen. You know, make sure you get your cuties. Uh, because this is, this is, you know, there, these are the moves that you need to pay attention to. See, this is, this is where you need to target at the source. The source is they've just labeled one of the water filtration systems, a pesticide. And you're like, how is this pot that distills my water a pesticide? Hmm? So that's number one. They're taking away our rights to be able to filtrate the water because the government knows best. Number two, oh, these over-the-counter things don't work. We're going to pull them off because what if you're sick and you have a cold and they're going to say, no, you have this like whatever new virus they're making up. You won't be able to walk out if you look sick or if you sound sick, right? You'll be terrified. 
of looking or sounding sick and you will not step outside because people will look at you sideways. Pay attention to what I'm telling you. And then buying yourself food, that's another story too. Do we trust Uber? How do we do it? It's scary. It's scary. What I'm telling you is actually scary, but it's really easy to mitigate. Patience, love, and support meet offline. Meet offline. Know your people. Know your members in your chat groups or whatever else. Know them. Talk with them. Work with them. You don't have to like people to work with them. We have one common goal. I work with a lot of people I can't even stand. Like I see them and I'm like, I don't like you. You're this, you're that. I don't like you. <laughs> I don't, right? But if they can assist in working together, even if you don't, you know, in your adversaries, you usually find your best friends. I kid you not. Just remember that. Your best friends usually are your adversaries at first. If they're friends and then become adversaries, they'll never be your friends again. But if they're adversaries and then become your friends, you guys are going to be tight. So having said that, so covered the Sudafed stuff so people know. Covered because it's Sunday, so you guys can go out, you know, no, no work today for some people that are Monday through Fridays. Meet yourselves offline. Kind of brainstorm with yourselves in the Berkey thing. I think um, uh, the, the, um, the submission of affidavits would be pretty good. I don't know because the FDA has just said it. The FDA claimed that the, 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 the vaccine was safe and it's not. So how do we trust them? You know, defund the FDA? Like, how do we do this? But anyway, um, meet offline, right? So that way you guys know each other. It's not so much so that the communications aren't shared online because they're, they're watching everything. I can watch everything if I want to. Okay. I don't care who you are. I can watch everything. I can even watch your phone while you're on the toilet and turn that shit on and you wouldn't even know it's on. Okay. So just take it as a fact that they're listening to everything. It's not about that. It's about knowing the people and seeing them. It's a little bit different to fuck someone over when you've seen them face to face, unless you don't like them in the first place. Right. So, um, meet everyone that you can in your vicinity, work together, Texas, you guys are pushing forward. Here in Ohio, we have some stuff that we're brewing too, right? Um, but I've got to table it till October, I guess, to start on that front. Um, and since we'll have a lot of time in the house, we'll be able to get a lot of things done. Uh, I will see you guys tomorrow um, in the morning, 9 a.m., so we can get the news going because I am working on a lot of things. What else can I tell you guys? I'm trying to think aside from, because I can do it. I'm going to do a deep dive on the EO and stuff and the foreign interference because I could tie that into J6 with what I know or maybe not. Who knows? Please listen to your president. Please turn all of them off. Please turn off the black pillars that are telling you how everyone is evil. Your gut tells you who's evil. You don't like them, turn them the fuck off. You don't need someone to tell you who's bad, okay? You know. Don't listen to other people. Listen to yourself. That's all you need to know. Listen to yourself. And I'm glad that Dr. Jan actually reinforced it. Listen to yourself. Do not try to listen 
to what other people have and opinions. I want you guys to remember that huh, we are our worst enemies. And again, God said, love your enemies. And if you haven't loved yourself, you're not doing it right. And please keep in mind that nobody is more focused on trashing your name than the ones that are worried that you will tell people the truth. Right? Pay attention to what President Trump says and does. Understand that sometimes dis or misinformation is imperative. And before I go, I want to show you what it looks like when a media personality loses their shit. Let's have fun on Constitution Day. Let's do this. Where is she? Because she lost her mind. Let me find her. Let me see. Is it? Hold on. I'm trying to get it on. There we go. Here we go. Something really bad is going to happen. Okay. Shit's about to hit the fan in this country. Everyone is on, uh, I don't even know the word. So you can go out and, and here's, here's the, what I want to ask you. When something happens, what do you want to be able to tell your kids and grandkids you did? You good with nothing? You good with, I didn't do anything because I didn't think anyone would listen to me. Trump tweeted something mean about me someday. Because you did something. I tried to do something. I refuse to believe that nothing can be done. She's right. What are you going to tell your kids? She's getting it now. What are you going to tell your kids? that I was too busy picking out the backlash. I was too busy hating on someone because I didn't like what they said. I was too, too busy calling people grifters and whatnot. Rather, rather than do how many times have I said this? The people of tomorrow hate the people of today. I can't stress that enough. She lost her shit because she's understanding that tomorrow she will be accountable to her kids and her grandkids. They're going to be like, what the fuck did you do, mom and grandma? What did you do? I was busy fighting with people because I didn't like them. Or I was researching dudes and all this stuff and focusing on the stupid Erickson report like it was save me. That's how you bring it home. When you realize that, that in the future, your own children will hold you accountable accountable. She lost her shit because she now realized what I've been saying for a very long time. You're going to be held accountable. And for those of you that have fought, you are writing history. Use that pen and use that voice of yours and your time to take back your nation and fix it because no one's going to fix it for you. And this is why she lost her shit. She understood She's understanding now. She's understanding that in the future, when people look back, they're going to say, what did you do? And that's what's important. Again, there are comments that have flown by on Rumble, and I want to say, damn, you're so on point. But I got to keep this J6 stuff wrapped up for now. You'll see. We got it all. We do. We really do. And I can tell you, and I'm telling you this hand to heart, and I don't say this easily, less than five people in Congress that I would go to bat for that are fighting for you, fighting for you like no other, less than, well, less than five. Yes, less than five. The rest of them are pretending. And did you see the, the, the Mossad asset? What's her name? Bobbert? Yeah, I... 
she's better than whatever, right? But she's the only one that won the Colorado elections that they redid, right? I'm just saying. She needs some money, so let's get some media. And she's a pretty hot tamale. So who cares if she was handsy? I might get in trouble for that shit too one day. <laughs> I'm handsy too. So what? Now, let's go back to Samson. Uh, and I'll peace out for now. <sighs> um, I really hope that many of you understand where we're at right now. We're at a position of strength and not weakness. And that we've already won and you just don't know it. There are only so many moves. The problem is we need to stay focused and united on those moves. That's all. That's all we have to do, okay? All we have to do is stay united on it. And listen to this young man. He's fantastic. God bless. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. I made a little money off a of rap, but not enough to make me rich, yet I'm still backpacking. I made a little money off a of rap, but not enough to make me rich, I'm in the same tax bracket. I made a little money off a of rap, but not enough to make me rich, I mean it too. I just say that to say that I'm still down here in the real world, feeling everything with you, and I'm fucking pissed. I got a big bone to pick with all these motherfucking activists. All these rappers and actors and notable figures that act like they know how bad this shit is. I love being lectured and ridiculed about the fact that I don't have an electric vehicle tweeting about climate change from your private plane while i pay a norman leg to get some fuel thank god my car doesn't take premium i'd have to get a second job just to break even then they cranked it up three dollars and brought it down two and i'm supposed to be happy and act like i'm proud of you and to add the injury i got kamala telling me i need to go electric and i have to act quick and all it's gonna cost me is fifty thousand dollars well guess what <laughs>